0: Well, it's xq quality better than hq but no one knows what the x stands for except for're extremely good here we go.
1: This is episode 193 of Channel Massive.
2: 192 more than we ever planned on.
1: <laughs> 192 more than the world should have ever been subjected to.
2: Yes. But yes, Feel here our we're wrath.
1: On. We're here for <laughs> the 193rd time. <laughs> My God. <laughs> yeah. My name is Noah.
2: Punishment is not yet over. I hey, Mark! <laughs> here from the planet Earth.
1: And returning again for a special engagement, Mr.
3: Jason. Hello. Hello. I would like to. Is, I would like to talk about games and stuff. Come to the right place.
2: <laughs> Jason is subdued tonight. He's on a. Well, he's. What well, I'm a on a kinda, of twelve step programs. <laughs> <and> yeah, <laughs> I think like, I'm on. My, I'm we'll
3: only. I'm only on my so. second beer, and, yeah. and I'm just not quite. <laughs> Revved up right now. I guess I should start drinking. Rev now. it up.
2: Bring it on.
3: Yes. Bring the pain. So to speak. I should just start drinking now. Our so listeners the time, have
1: expectations. So,
3: the, yeah. so by the time we reach <laughs> what what the sixty minute mark, I'll be like.
2: You're being your prime where you're where yeah. you're talking, <laughs> farting, and burping all at
3: the same time. <laughs> kind of a symphony. There, thereby co- a thereby a causing symphony. a uh, rift in the space-time continuum. Right. <laughs> rift yes. Just in the basement. Yeah. No, thanks for uh, thanks for having me back. I yeah. uh, I appreciate the invitation. It's always fun to uh, come back to come back to the roost. Well, it's yes. always good to
2: see how much product uh, progress we've made in the studio. Yeah,
3: none at all. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, actually. The cat urine has been cleaned up for the yeah, second time. Oh, yeah, don't smell it
3: this time. So, yeah, it smells um, which is like. Nice. Now, you know what? You know what it smells like now. Now it smells like baking soda and urine. Yes, instead. <laughs> yeah. Well,
2: that was my secret, until now. Now the world knows. So much for my. Did you find all the spots? Well,
1: did you use a black
2: light? It's a. It's well, yeah. I found a lot of spoon stains, though. and That. Kind oh. Of, oh, not mine. I'm just saying.
1: Uh, well, are you serious? Did you use blacklight? Yeah, no,
2: who else is down here, Mark? Well, it could be previous owner. I don't know. No, I, I, don't, I don't have a blacklight yet. I, okay. It was really obvious what was happening. I have acoustic tiling to do a whole studio. Um, that was a gift from Jim, former podcaster for this. And I have enough to do everything. And so I've kept it all in these um, trash bags that he used to deliver it to. You. It's very expensive stuff. And what happened was Phoebe, my cat, got into it and pulled out one of the tiles, decided that that would be a fine place to pee instead of her litter box. And after peeing on the tile, the very expensive tile, is worth more than her. Each one of them is worth more than her. Several <laughs> times. She decided to then shred it with her little claws. And so we noticed something was going on because there was like acoustic tile pieces all up the stairs and so you can oh, kind of
1: stuck to her fur and stuff huh?
2: yeah he's a hairy
1: cat listeners hairy, hairy. yeah we she's might very have fluffy. to
3: we might have to make a post on uh on facebook or something like that and post it for everybody to see yes it's quite disgusting
1: she's she's a cool cat she's like a himalayan she's she got is. fangs and she's fluffy and she's getting angry and she's kind age. of
3: sweet sometimes but yes yeah i think you're right <laughs> noah she does um ever since i've known her um every year she becomes progressively angry. more aggressive and angry and bitter time. yes probably because mark doesn't change her litter box as often as she as he should but it's neglect. We can say this now because Mark's yeah, Mark locked. had to leave the room really quick. So we can say whatever we want. We, we run the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the power. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, now that I've returned, I'll have you all know that I'm taking over the show again. <laughs> um, this will now become the Jason and Noah hour. Yes. And uh, well, we're just going to have a party. And now it's time to get into our intro getten. Intro
1: We're going to do some quick hits. We're going to lightly touch upon several topics that have been just ongoing in some cases or they're just not worth full on round tables. And after we get through our intro we're going to get of course, into I don't know.
3: I mean, I'm looking at this intro getten, Noah, and
1: it could be it could be round table worthy. I'm feeling the need to just go off a little bit. Well, yeah, we'll need to go off We'll have to go off quite a bit. This will probably be a lengthy and but that's okay. That's all okay because we got a super lengthy listener. And since Mark feedback. isn't here, I
3: can do whatever the hell I want. Well,
1: that's right. I mean, I, I have no idea what button <laughs> stops the recording. sucker. <laughs> we have super long, really awesome, epic feedback from you, from the listeners. Really, really great stuff. Yeah, and I mean, oh, I, goodness.
3: I, I don't remember the email being this lengthy when I was on the show. I mean, I remember getting email back when I was a regular host on the show, but I do not remember there being like an entire story. We could do a whole podcast episode that's just that. Yeah, they write short stories now.
1: It's beautiful. It's incredible. I love it. Thank you all so much for listening to us and to those of you who have the courage to write in. Thank you. We're going to get into some awesome stories during the listener feedback section. Then we're going to get into what we've been playing and then, last but definitely, definitely not least, we will be getting to two different roundtables. We're going to be talking about zero x ten c. First of all, now is that game. like
3: the the official name? Like, is that I how know. we're going to pronounce that? Is or? it Oxytinky? I don't know. I don't either. Do we do we say like the numeric number? I, is it like because like that's like what is it like ten it's billion or something? To the sea. Oh, Mark's back!
1: Damn it, fun's over. Oh man, we better. Are you sure?
3: escape really
2: it's the it's the hexadecimal code for escape to the c power
3: oh so it's 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 only the programming nerds nomenclature that we're dealing with oh i don't know
2: that's what most people think it
1: is well programming nerds at least to me, it's
0: 0x10c. I,
2: I'm not sure if your calculator does hexadecimal, but it'd be fairly obvious if you were to look at that and then follow up with the ASCII character set, you'd be able to tell it was Escape to the Sea.
3: I don't know. I just looked I looked at that name. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, and I was like, my mind was officially blown right at that point in time. So
1: yeah, that's first roundtable talk- topic. Second roundtable topic... We're going to return to the lands of the Kickstarter to have a discussion about everything that's been going on there since the Tim Schaefer point that occurred about a month and a half ago. But before we get into all of that, we have intro to get into, intro, get it. and we saved this for the end of intro last week. But since it's kind of a resolution to an ongoing story that spanned across weeks of channel Massive but episodes, is
3: it really a resolution,
1: Noah? It's is it the ending? Is it the end of the first part? And there's going to be a sure sequel
3: about this because I don't really think that it's. going to be. the alpha can... or the omega. There's not going to be any more <laughs> cupcakes. I don't think that's <laughs> it the
2: end of the beginning or the beginning oh, of the. I don't end. know about
1: that. We'll have to wait. I think we'll have to wait until it comes out in the summer. So what we're talking about is BioWare's official answer to what they're do to address the ending of Mass Effect Three. We're getting Mass Effect Three <laughs> extended cut.
3: Extended cut.
1: This is going to be announced at. Packs, East, which is actually the day, it starts the day after we record. So we're happy that BioWare and Electronic Arts decided to announce this today, so we can talk about it. This is true. So extended cut is not means it is not changing the endings. It's instead all cinematics, and story sequences, epilogues about characters to provide just a little bit more clarity on those endings. Mm, indeed. And I'm curious. and This I don't know how. Jason, you've played through the game. You've finished it. I played through. I am playing through the first one. I, I've I,
3: actually just begun the journey. It is
1: so awesome. And so I haven't spoiled. Well, I'm glad you're in I'm really looking forward to getting to it. And it's kind of cool to know that I may be disappointed, so my expectations are managed. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm still okay with pursu- pr- proceeding to that conclusion. Do you feel, Jason, having seen the ending, that... Having some additional scenes, perhaps that are universal across all the endings, or maybe maybe for the red ending there will be a couple scenes, and the green ending there will be a couple scenes. Do you think it will make you feel any better? Is it even worth it? I mean, it's free, which is cool. Even on Xbox it's free, which even Valve wasn't able to, be, it wasn't able to do that with Left for Dead. But we're going to get some free cinemas that could be just as easily put onto YouTube. What do you think? Is it worth it?
3: Well, no, you know? I'm just... Let me clear my throat. <clears throat> oh, listeners, brace yourselves, because
2: this is just one of those. <laughs> th-
3: this is one of these topics that you know. Since it, weeks ago, when when this whole tragic saga saga begun, it was uh, I don't know. To me, it just reinforced kind of what I've been thinking the entire time is, and that and that's that the gaming community is just. Full of a bunch of whiny bitches. Whiny, um, whiny. Yeah, whiny bitches. I mean, I really can't really say it much better. They they feel self entitled. They feel like you know they're empowered. They're empowered. They need to have uh, kick. they need to have the ending that they've always envisioned, and not what the developers Whatever the envisioned. fuck that is. <laughs> uh, you know, it really just blows my mind. It really, it really does. And the thing is, is that you know, I almost hate saying this, but. You know, I, I, I've heard I've heard the the uh, words "vocal minority" thrown about quite a bit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. This is just a this was just a small vocal minority of people who were who were upset about the ending, and and I, I shouldn't be getting you know so worked up over all these people, and, and you know you know I must calm, calm myself yourself. as a result.
1: Somebody told me to calm down at work the other yeah. day. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm like I'm not freaking out. You I'm, want me to freak I'm out? Warmed up the
3: yeah. <laughs> what did I do my crap? And so I so I hear okay, a small vocal minority, and I'm yeah. like okay, fine. Uh, but I don't think that's the case at all. In fact, I think um, unfortunately, I think the uh, reality is is that it's the majority of gamers now. The majority oh, yeah. of gamers out there now feel this way. They feel self-entitled. They they feel so invested in a video game. They You know, game X gets announced, you know, say back in E3. You know, E3, the next E3, for instance, okay? And, okay, everyone seems to think, hey, you know, man, that sounds like a really cool concept for a game. It sounds like the game that I've always wanted, right? It doesn't matter what kind of game it is. It could be an FPS, it could be... RTS. It could be an RTS, it could be an MMO, RPG, you know, whatever, but GameX gets announced. Mm-hmm. Okay, and you as a gamer get excited about it. And gamer, you know, you start following you know the whole development process from A to Z. So you're saying you're like, Okay, I'm reading this I'm reading this developer diary here. I'm gonna post this on my um you know my social media weapon of choice some to all my followers and all my friends, you know, whatever. And I'm going to be like, oh, my God, look at this game is doing this particular feature here. Mm-hmm. You know, they're doing it better than anybody else. And they're, you're getting really Prositized. excited. You're, you're, preaching to the, you're preaching to your choir. You're yeah. really excited about it. You know, a year or two later, you know, game X finally comes out.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And it's not what you envisioned in the first place. <laughs> Even though you follow it. Even though you've, like. <laughs> pounded into your head and and into you know everybody that you've been preaching to this entire time that oh my god game is going to be the second coming of whatever and it's going to have all these features and blah 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 and it turns out that it's not what you expected at all
1: what's that movie with the dude riding the nuclear bomb with the cowboy
3: hat um Doctor how i learned to stop worrying love and love over. the bomb yes dr, dr. strange <laughs> this love, is the yes. metaphor than- <laughs> yes <laughs> and different. so what ends up happening is is that you just you go on a nerd rage like there's never been seen before you you trip out you say you know this company has betrayed us it's betrayed us community it's mm-hmm. you know blah 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 it's 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 spat in our face you know this is television vision that we had from <laughs> from start to finish and you know i hate yes. to break it to you nerds but it wasn't your that's right it was not your vision it was the developer's vision And so you could all the cakes, all the fucking cupcakes. You could send send lasagna to the fucking producers (laughs) of The Sopranos or change the ending of The Sopranos. You know, you could send, uh, you know, you could spend a couple of quarts of tasty wheat to the Wachowski brothers who made The Matrix. They're not going to change The Matrix, even though that did suck, by the way. (laughs) I mean, I'm sorry, guys. You know, it's just didn't fucking matter. This was not your vision. Yep. This was not your Mm vision. But you game out there, and unfortunately you are the you are the so called so called vocal minority, which unfortunately, like I said, I think you're the majority. I think the majority of gamers out there now act exactly like this, and it's a thing because you know you can't even you know geek culture used to be cool i can't even put these people on the level of geek because you know it's like you have like a hierarchy geek nerd and and then spaz and these and, are those. and then like there's like the very bottom rung there it's like the the seventh level of hell of supremely uh, angry uh, yeah the maximum dweeby the, uh, <laughs> of the gaming community you know but they're the majority you know that that bottom layer foundation uh, <laughs> the uh, yeah. so uh you know it's really unfortunate you know i don't think you know if it was a vocal minority i don't think bioware cool. would even bother we you know, extended cut or whatever they're going to do with it. Personally, we really don't care.
1: Are you going to look at it?
3: Oh, it sure, I'll it? download it just to see what they do. I so mean, but, is... but I mean, to me, the ending was. To me, the end. Yes, it was a little bizarre. I'm not going to lie and say that. You know, I. It was the ending that I would have envisioned, but yeah. Uh, so, um, what?
1: I'm curious what your take is on this, Jason. Why is it that? Before the game came out, there was, of course, all of these pre-release reviews that came out. And pretty much it was universal across the board, glowing praise. And I don't recall any complaints about the ending in any reviews that I saw. Nope. Why not a is single it, one. Why is there such a discrepancy between press and the game?
3: Well, I mean, I have some of that. You know, there there definitely is a lot of stuff going on. You know, just press. It's been an entire talking about press reviews are in the... Do entire- you think they did the ending? I think they did. I think they did. I just think that they've just been. You know, I, I think a that lot? you know, gaming journalists. I think already of gaming journalists, and I'm going to give credit here: is they're not part of the vocal minority. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. the, it quotes. I mean, yeah, most. they're not part of the vocal minority. You know, they're they're they have their opinion. You know, they're able to look at a body of work from mm-hmm. start to finish and say, "Hey, you know what? Yeah, this was a good game." You know, it was a good story. It delivered on, on pretty much everything, you know. And, and that's, that's kind of how I see it. You know, I'm giving, I'm giving them a little, I might be giving them too much credit, but that's, that's kind of how I see it. Yeah. You know, the, the guys who have been, you know, reviewing games for a while now, you know, they, you know, I don't think that they were afraid of, you know, giving Mass Effect 3 a bad review or anything. I mean, you'll recall when Dragon Age 2 came out, Dragon Age 2 didn't get nearly... As glowing reviews, that's as Mac, true. Mass Effect Three. That is very you true. Know, I'm sorry, but when you get when your game gets eights from a lot of video game yeah. websites, that says something. Yeah, yeah. You know, when your game is getting nines, you know, and above and okay, tens. That's, Lots yeah, of tens, or tens, and tens you know, yeah. then that's that's another thing. So, yeah. and you know, as I, Dragon Age Two got quite a bit of eights. You know that was as, that and was as, some sevens and sixes. That was as, going as a lot of those, yeah, um, you know, true. major um, gaming review websites were able to go. So, uh, yeah, I just I mm. I don't understand it. I I'm it made really sick. You know, my the way the community is acted.
2: My my take should have been they should have rewarded the community for their interest. A fifteen
0: dollar <laughs> DLC <laughs> packed
3: at that would to. have been <laughs> awesome. <laughs> that would have been hilarious. They could have, could like, you imagine the nerd rage? Oh, it would have been well, <laughs> even better. They kidding. could have said,
2: "How would you like your ending to be?" This DLC will cost you forty dollars. And then it's like, <laughs> as it becomes more and more absurd, it like goes up in price. To finally, there's like a two hundred and fifty dollar one. Which is where what they where they've like you know scraped through what all the fans have said is like the ultimate ending that could be kind of like how people analyze or the Matrix. they just it together. Yeah, and say okay, for two hundred and fifty dollars, you will realize your dream. You know. <laughs> Dogs and cats will rain out of the skies at the very end. Yes. As people, yes. As orchestral music plays, <laughs> you know, and the whole planets will be playing in, in you know, full 3D sound <laughs> as you witness this climactic <laughs> ending to the saga as you had envisioned it, all for the low, low price of two hundred and fifty dollars, which is non-transferable
3: and <laughs> yes. uh, is non-refundable. Yes. refundable yes. th- You know the, I, I don't know. I mean, I. I mean,
2: if if I ran Bioware, I would do that. I would be like. Fuck you, fucking entitled fans. This is how I'm going to repay your. Um, well, yeah, I
3: mean, the bucking. thing is is that they have to spend the time and resources to do this.
2: I hate now. to drop the F bomb that many times in a row, but <laughs> seriously, I mean, it's like. It, it, I,
3: I'm, I, I, I would rather wait. they make new content. Well, my, yeah. My dream yeah. is
2: that next week there is nothing we have to talk about related to Mass Effect 3. <laughs> because we had to cover it 3 weeks in a row and we had to do we it. opened
1: Pandora's I mean, box and we had, had to
2: happened, cover
3: it but kept going and here on. here's the problem and and, and here's what's going to end up happening yes they're going to release this extended cut it's supposed to clarify a bunch of bul- a, bul- a bunch of bullshit the plot for, holes. yeah the plot holes or whatever so <laughs> so bottles. what what's going to end up happening and I'll I'll tell you what's going to happen this is what's going to happen faction A faction A will be the ones who are like Wow, that really did, you know, that really did help things. You know, I totally get I'm it I'm so now. glad we protested. I'm so it was glad, worth it. you know, this is like totally worth to it. My, now uh, I can get back. Yeah. <laughs> yes, now I can get back to my life. All is well in the world. Unfortunately, faction A is going to be the smallest.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, percentage.
3: Oh, this there. is even worse than what we <laughs> the <had> second. <laughs> the second fashion, faction, faction B, will will totally be that. They'll be like, this is worse. This is like, how dare you do this to us, you know? This is not what we ordered. You know, please give me the menu back and I will show you exactly what we said. This,
2: yep. It was specified in paragraph. Yeah, it was specified clearly
3: in this document that I Sheppard spent was days on. In my petition.
2: To get better armor at the end. Also, <laughs> if you weren't paying attention. It was supposed to be revealed that he was the great 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 grandson of Jesus Christ himself. Yes,
3: I mean exactly. I mean that's exactly what's going to happen. Is that you're going to have the other side there, which will not be satisfied at all. It'll just make things worse. And then you'll also have you might have a little smaller faction. I'll call them faction C. That was like, well, I was okay with the ending the way it was, and this just ruins. This new thing just ruined what yeah. you guys That's, just did. And so. let's not
2: forget Faction D that moves to a small town in Texas and begins a suicide cult. <laughs> so, you know, inspired well,
3: by. Let, the let's end just of... hope that Faction B is included in with that. <laughs> right?
1: So, do you think that some of this ire about Mass Effect 3 had anything to do with Electronic Arts being voted the worst company in America? Oh, I'm in sure the it had a ton. Pool?
3: I'm sure it had a ton to do with it. Uh,. What was interesting is that BioWare... The worst actually, company though, in America, and you're comparing them with companies like, oh, let's see, British Petroleum, Philip Morris, uh, Bank of America. Uh, wow. I mean, just incredible. Yeah. You know, incredible evil companies out there that, uh, you know, you just... You, you would obviously, you know, Bank of America, yes, you know, got to put them right up there. With their banking practices, and this consumerist uh, award for they win the what is it the Golden Poo award is that yeah. what it's called? Yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah, and so they received what like about two hundred fifty thousand votes. Yeah, maybe over that something like that. Yeah, and I
1: liked Electronic Arts's response to it. To this claim from the from the senior director of corporate communications john riesberg who said we're sure that british petroleum AIG, philip morris and halliburton are all relieved they weren't mentioned they weren't nominated this year we're going to continue award-winning games and services played by more than 300 million people worldwide
3: yeah i mean seriously people i mean and and again th- this goes back to my vocal minority theory where no, they aren't, they aren't a minority. They are a very vocal majority of, you know, just utter complete nerds who, you know, really have, yeah, they're angry. They have nothing better to do than to, than to think that, Oh my God, you know, electronic arts has forced me to slave away at my joystick all day long, you know, to serve under their, under their regime and, uh, you know, we will not stand for it. Yet you still buy their games, you fucking dumb asses. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you're that angry with them, stop playing games. Mm-hmm. Stop playing the damn games. But yet the anger
1: continues unbridled or untamed. And in another faction, apparently Electronic Arts has been receiving, quote unquote, several thousand letters and emails <laughs> protesting the inclusion of same-sex Relationships yeah. and content I in mean, its video games, yeah. Mass Effect Three and Four.
3: This World World. just blows my mind too, because and and here here's I I, just, I feel bad for I feel bad for these publishers sometimes I really do I feel bad for them because they yeah. can't win either way. No, they either include gay and lesbian uh, interactions within their games, and they get ripped by you know right wing yeah you know freaks mm-hmm. or. They exclude it, and they he get ripped. it from the other side. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Either fucked on one side or fucked on the other. Yeah. That's... <laughs> it's uh, it's true. bad. It's yeah. true. I mean, these guys can't win. Game publishers cannot win. No. It's because you're getting it from both sides. hmm You know, and here's here's my solution. How about all y'all just shut the fuck up and let well, people make their, you know, their own damn games? Uh-huh.
2: I think, yeah, I think, you know, if... The fact that Without your fucking
3: petty interference.
2: Let's just be clear here. (laughs) The game does not force you to explore. Oh, it sure does. It does, Mark. It does not force you. It totally does. It's an option that's available. In fact,
3: I felt violated the second I booted up my Xbox 360. Just like in real life. I felt the gay going on. Yeah.
2: (laughs) So it's just like in real life. It's an option. If it offends you to think about or to pursue that direction... Don't pursue that direction. Nobody's asking you to go have... (laughs) Can you see it's like someone
1: just like with the dialogue wheel and they're pushing the stick up and it's like... uh. Gay option, not gay option. Oh, God, I can't
0: control myself. It's bad. Ah! Can't help, so must pursue gay option. Oh, my ads. God, the gay option was pursued. Oh, my God. I just couldn't do it. I
2: can't stop
1: myself. I, I've got to turn it off, but I'm going
3: to leave it on. I'm going to turn it off and leave it on. Yeah.
2: I'm now having a crisis. Oh,
3: aren't you? God. Uh, I just, I can't stand it anymore. Yeah,
2: So so nobody forces you to pursue it. The fact that it exists, just like in real life, if it drives you that crazy to think about it, don't play the games, you know, but do you have to do you have to um like go out of your way to condemn it i I don't think so
3: no, I don't think so either, but you know again, and I'm just you know I'm playing both sides of the fence here <laughs>
2: oh pardon the pun, yes, pardon
3: the pun, but Are you on the down low you know again, <laughs> you know it's the same thing on the other side, you get the same kind of Ruthless, just hatred. If you don't include gay and lesbian options in your games now, yeah, that's it's a... like it's like the hate. The hate is equal on both sides, and you can't win as a developer anymore.
2: You can't. You can't win. So.
3: What's, what you, you can. Doing? If you don't include it, well, you're obviously gay bashing. If you do include it, well, you love the gays too damn well, much. Let's just it's like, just shut the fuck up and just <laughs> let us make our goddamn video game. It's a good How point. about okay.
2: that? So go around the table here. Like, We'll start with Noah. What If, if you owned a, gay, a game company uh-huh. and, and you were faced with this dilemma because your game wasn't just shooting at stuff, but it actually had some kind of plot.
1: Social interaction.
2: Would you yeah. include it or not? Yeah, I would include it. And what about you, Jason? Would you include it or not? Would it you be know what? If it
3: felt if it felt appropriate to uh, you know to the game's context, then maybe yeah. It just kind of depends. I mean, it just it it would depend on you know the game. It would depend on the story. Yeah, you know? well, I mean. Yeah. It, it, to me... Angry birds. All <laughs> <awakening>. oh, year. <laughs> Let's That's get a, in. The awakening. The hunger. And finally... <laughs> the reckoning. The ecstasy. The ecstasy. Angry birds. The ecstasy. Yes. No, I'm, I'm serious. I, I just... I don't see... I, you know, I, I hate both extreme sides of the fe- of, of the argument here. It just drives me up the wall. It's like if your game calls for it, you know, and there's potential there to to maybe explore some of those things. Then sure, you know, but if your, you're if you're not intruding on, you know, if you're, really forcing, you're not if, if, you're if you're
1: not compromising the quality of the game, yeah, if you're compromising not compromising the,
3: the quality of the game, and yeah. you're not forcing the player to, to choose yeah. either way, yeah, because there is the option in, Ma- in Mass Effect Three, by the way, to not have any romantic options whatsoever. Yeah, you can do that. in any You games. can go through that whole series and and He's celibate. Be celibate, or yeah. you can kind of do what I did and be bang, like and try to bang multiple chicks.
0: Yeah, and, all
3: of them, and try to all, try to all. get in trouble that way.
0: So, but
3: you know, I mean, you it gives you op You know, gives you the option to do one or the other, or maybe not at all if you don't mm-hmm. want to. Yeah. What would you do, Mark? Well, we will
2: touch on this later. <laughs> <Pardon> <laughs> well, hopefully, we'll uh, touch not later. later. But, uh, but um, as we all know, I I enjoy playing. Female characters, so that I oh, can that's watch right. the bottoms of oh, them as they
1: go back and forth. Excuse. So,
2: if I played a female character and then <laughs> had to pursue a relationship, would it not make sense that it would be cool if it was another female, so I could watch some? That hot, is such a male thing, hot too.
3: Isn't it? Oh, Yeah, that's so, such a male thing. And and I'm not saying that I disagree. <laughs> I'm not saying that I disagree. I'm just pointing out that that's like a male heterosexual male mentality if i'm playing a female character and i've got the opportunity to have a lesbian
0: scene
1: hell yeah so uh, i'm all about that so
3: yeah
2: i think it should be an option but seriously yeah
1: i don't don't know it's just like delayed reaction because there was lesbian stuff in the first Mass Effect one, and in Mass Effect 2, but it's only reached a fever pitch now that there's male 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 action. And that is the end of the world.
2: I really find the fact that that gets people pissed off to be offensive to me. I just think it's something you can pursue or not. If you can't help yourself, and then you find yourself feeling violated and have (laughs) an existential (laughs) dilemma crisis after it all, I think you need to rethink your life in general. Not just the fact that this video game provides an (laughs) And I think
3: you know what? And I, I think Bioware could actually like go over the top with it if they wanted to. Because could you it, imagine
1: what's what if that's all that the extended scenes are about? Well, and no, I mean, to- and, uh, yeah, gay content. <laughs> yeah, everywhere. there we go. <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, I mean they could really go over the top with it because then you know, okay, so the, yeah, they have the lesbian thing and they have the gay <laughs> thing. Like, what if they <laughs> what if they let you? What if they let you have sex with like the Krogan character? Totally. Thank or you. or uh, Thank yeah, you. I mean, where's the where where is all of the? Uh,
2: homophobic. Yeah, let's talk yeah. Yeah. xenophobic. Yes. I'm a xenophobe. Yes, where <laughs> where
3: are where are all the people out there who are are not like, outraged? I, about not being able to have sex with the Krogan. I should not Come be on. able to
1: have sex I with the I want their race to alien. be renewed. I want to cure their population <laughs> about, problems. I'm going to cure the what, genophage. What about all
2: what? the people that are like, I'm all for asexual division. I can't experience in this game. When are they going to start petitioning by way? I don't know. Soon enough. I, I, mean,
0: want, I want to be Soon able enough. to
2: pursue a career as a snail character that divides <laughs> into two snails
0: at
2: the end. And in episode three, I was promised that all would be revealed. <laughs> I want my shepherd to divide into two shepherds. <laughs> if I'm deprived that, I'm going to send cupcakes.
3: I don't know. A black yeah. cupcake and a white cupcake. I'm, yeah, I but
1: this they is... all taste
0: the same.
1: <laughs> this is heady stuff. Let's. Uh, Jason had mind? this cool idea to talk about other geeky stuff. that's not purely gamey or political stuff.
3: Well, then let's take a
1: quick break and get back to that after the break. And continue the intragadon. A two-part intragadon. Yes,
3: my head's gonna. It's explode. gonna be a special intragadon.
1: <laughs> all right, Inter- for the intragadon. into the non game geek topics intergetin Jason non video games
3: yeah how dare we
1: yes so we have talked about on the show i think we talked about on the show hunger games
3: yeah i think we touched on it briefly that we were both reading the books yeah uh, and since then the movie has come out that's right mm-hmm. and being the absolute dork that i am i wouldn't saw it like the first day that it came out i went opening weekend (laughs) did you (laughs) i went to like i think i didn't go to the midnight showing but i went to like the very first show on friday morning on friday morning yeah yeah i went with my wife we went and saw it together did she read the books too yeah she she read the books before i did she's the one who got me into it she was like you'd really like this jason i'm like no these are gonna suck these are girl books (laughs) these are girl books i totally did i totally because she, she's into like the twilight books and Girl things books like that too. and i was <laughs> like no there's no way i'm going to like this cuz it's like it's got to be like twilight right and she's yeah. like no not really i think you really like this so i i i read the first book and i was like oh, okay yeah that's pretty cool
0: oh yeah <laughs> yeah, oh,
3: yeah. <sighs> i was like shit that was a pretty good read, you know? And it was like really quick read too. Yeah. It was like insane. Past. Yeah. Th- these aren't like George RR R. Martin. No. You know, th- where you like have to spend like a month reading like the entire book. You could read these books in like a day.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And so I read through the, yeah, I, I read through the whole series in like about a week and I was hooked and I said, Oh man, I can't wait. I can't wait. And I started seeing the trailers for the, for the oh, movies yeah. and I actually, mm-hmm. I got excited. I was like, man, i can't wait for this to come out you know this is you know this might be you know pretty cool, pretty cool and just yeah. seeing the trailers it made me think man there might be hope because they actually seem to you know capture some of the the visuals of the mm-hmm. book, um actually nail it yeah uh to a certain extent so yeah i went and saw it um you've read have you read all three i have mm-hmm. okay so i'm not going to spoil anything yeah, I haven't for you. read anything. <laughs> yeah, but we're not going to read it, Mark. We're not going to kid ourselves. I not read. <laughs> but yeah, I, so I, I went and saw it, and I, I thought it was a pretty faithful adaptation. I, I, I think that there were some things that, um, you know, I, I didn't like that they didn't. I thought they should have spent a little more time at the beginning, uh, oh, yeah. you know, kind of, you know, setting it up mm-hmm. Um you know in the district and everything and and kind of showing how really bad things were. Yeah. I also think like middle um explaining the strategy and and all this stuff and Well, like she
1: has no search for water. It's like water issue at all whereas in the book that yeah, was, you know, like that was like a big, big, big thing. A yeah, big thing.
3: It's like, you know what? The first you know, what? but the cool thing was is that, you know, hey Mitch does tell her. He's like, you know what? Screw, he tells Look her for water, you know. Skip everything else. Start heading towards the forest, you know. And then once you feel like you're in the clear, go search for water. Yep. You know, he does explain that. I think so. I was like, oh yeah, that's totally what he did. Um, what do you think of the cornucopia? It was kind of weird, kind of funky. It's kind of yeah. funky. Um, I liked how they they set it up to where they were able to like use like the virtual uh, video game board. Oh to, yeah, just the game makers up. and everything. That was so yeah. cool to see
1: them. Running the game in the back, which isn't in the book because no, it's all first-person book, yeah, perspective.
3: And, yeah, and in the book, and plus yeah. in the book, a lot of those things are, um, you know, they're like mutated things. They're actually not yeah. just like created. Yeah, stuff, there's more like, to it than fly. just. Yeah. yeah, so there's a little bit more to things tracker be things, whatever the, the tracker jackers. Yeah, yeah. tracker jackers. Yeah, and uh, things like that. Uh, I thought it could have been a little bit more on the violent side. I mean, they could it could have been a little bit more brutal. I kind of wish they would have went for an R rating as opposed to a PG-13 rating. Yeah. But I understand why they did that. Really I understand yeah. why they had to cut it back to a PG-13 because hey, we're talking about money here. So
1: Yeah, PG-13 is what's going to make the money and Yeah,
3: exactly. It's so the target market of the books. Um but yeah. oddly enough, I saw way more adults in the movie theater that
0: day there than, were I, a lot. than I saw, yeah, when I went. Then yeah, I saw kids. Thing.
3: So yeah, it kinda goes to goes to show you who your audience kinda really is when it mm-hmm. I'll bolt to it. Yeah, these these are young adult considered young adult books, but the subject matter is considerably more adult.
1: Yeah, and it's interesting enough to be fun for adults, which is yeah. really cool. That's what's great about it.
3: Yeah, I also I, I think the one the one point that they didn't quite drive home was and and I don't think they illustrated this um as good as they could have is that you know the whole um, Katniss's relationship with Peeta. Exactly, that's was really supposed common... to be part of the strategy, and it wasn't yeah. that they were really in love. It was just that you know what, you know, we got to do this, this so for we the can survive. You know, mm-hmm. and this is for the cameras, and it's so some one of us can live hopefully. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that whole part, I think, kind of got blurred. I don't think that they. Yeah, you
1: do. You lose that when you don't hear the doubt and in the internal monologue. Yeah. And... Yeah, I thought All I thought
3: I thought Woody Harrelson was brilliant. He was good. Lenny Kravitz was Lenny not Kravitz bad. Was did a fine. good job. I, yeah, I, you know, I was Katniss kind of surprised. Was
1: awesome. That, that girl's a really great actress. She was good in the X Men First Class too. Yeah,
3: yeah, she she did a good job. Uh, was she in X Men First Class. Mystique. She was Mystique. Oh, yeah.
2: Wow, she was awesome.
3: Yeah. Ooh, okay. Yeah, she did a job in this as the main character, Cat uh, oh no, I mean, I, I have my minor quibbles with it, but overall, overall I, think, it. I thought it was a really... good book adaptation, pretty yeah, good. Yeah, I thought it was very fun.
1: So speaking of book edits, the second season of Game of Thrones has also... And some of us, this is a, a shifting of the two people participating in the conversation, <laughs> from me and Jason to Mark and Jason, because I've not had a chance to see the opening. Mark, movie.
3: are you subscribed yet? To- yes. I do not. Oh,
1: Interesting. And yet, yet we they were able to see it.
0: it. <laughs> it's so strange. Well, I was able a, to see it from a
1: viewing a, <laughs> an exclusive yes. viewing party. <laughs> so what did you guys think? Did you like it? I mean, yeah. have you both read the Have you both read the second book? Or do you I've read
3: it? all oh, the way up through the, the last. Like I'm halfway through the last, so I I know what's. Like, right. this new by yeah, a, but in the, <laughs> as, like for totally for kidding. for the for the TV um, viewing purposes, it's still. Is it still very? Similar? Oh yeah, I mean, I. It's like, I know, I know how stuff? it ends. I can see yeah. how they're gonna. Develop. Still good? Are you still happy with? it? Yeah, I think. So. I think so. I think I have a difficult time. I mean, I, I think they're already having a difficult time introducing some of the new, newer of new characters, characters right? that, that aren't as familiar, um, yet, like, uh, um, Baratheon, for instance. Both of the yeah, Baratheons. I i I. They just slowly touch on them. Um, They they kind of got into that. Um, They 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 had to do it kind of like they did in the. It it was the introduction to a new season, is kind of what it boiled down to. Yeah. So you got introduced to some new characters that you know most people weren't really familiar with. Um, you know, and then of course you know you had you know the ongoing saga of characters like Tyrion and and uh john snow. john
2: snow sir beloved sir oh, she's yes. just as sweet as ever she's such
3: a bitch it's it's awesome yeah but she's like so hot though too at the same time it is. You're like damn you're so hot <laughs> but you're such a. I i want to punish her <laughs> i know, I know. <laughs> I was like, oh i hate you so much but i do i
1: did not realize she was the main from sarah connor chronicles yeah until someone told and, me and
2: she was the wife of Leonidas in 300. Oh, that's right!
1: I remember. I'm like yes. somebody had that name in 300. I'm like, who yeah. was she in the cast? That's I think right.
2: she's ultra hot as the as Sarah Connor though. That's like her.
1: Is that your. Is that the peak? That's that's the one that I think about. <laughs> the when I'm uh,
2: pu- when I'm punishing Cersei, I'll be thinking about Sarah Connor. <laughs> <laughs> I'll punish her a lot, many nights in a row, or days, or whatever. But anyway, (laughs) I I thought, I was really excited about, oh, okay, now, let me put this in perspective. I wasn't that excited about, like, the series, watching it again, because I read the books, and in my opinion, book four and five, they're kind of split. It's like, four and five could be one book. Actually, three,
3: four, and five are kind of Yeah, three
2: is kind of, Yeah. But four and five, especially, it kind of because they split. they split
3: time too. Yeah, like a, it's kind of a weird thing. And he, mm. in the books, if you're not familiar with the books, he actually has a forward explaining. Book explaining that. Hey, you know what? This is what's going on here. You know, so if if there's any like time confusion, yeah, this is what's happening between these books.
2: The so four started to kind of slow down, and five, I thought, hit a glacial pace. So. I was kind of disappointed after finishing book five. That's like the
1: newest book, right?
2: Yeah. I'm not incredibly excited about book six, or at least I wasn't, until Game of Thrones season two started. And I was like, oh, season two, uh, well, I guess I'll watch it. And man, it got me going again. I really was excited. <laughs> I, like The sets are still gorgeous. The casting is still spot on. The way they, all the inter, uh, the characters they introduced are awesome, like Melisandra, the the red the, the red witch. The yes. Witch is like awesomely cast, yeah. and she's just as evil and as you would well, not necessarily evil, but
3: she you know, motivated, yeah. But she's like that. She's like one of those characters. In fact, a lot of those characters, which I you know, which I love about yeah. George R. R Martin, is that they all feel like they're right. Yeah. Yeah. But you know that there's flaws wrong. in all of them yeah there's Something flaws in all on of there. their in all of their positions needless yeah. to say yeah but the
2: uh rimley baratheon all the baratheons that they've cast are great um the you know you forget how much you hate cersei and how much you hate um prince uh or king uh whatever his name oh, oh yes he's the, king now king, and, joffrey. Oh, yeah. king joffrey you just want to strangle him they're so well cast and they uh, yeah
1: they do their performances so yeah. well
2: so it got me really going. I'm really excited. Not enough boobies. Um, um, well, opinion. Opinion. There was a there was a uh, brothel. There was scene. a
3: brothel scene. Little boob action going on there. Just a little.
2: It was funny because I I was watching it really late at night, right? And I had the sound kind of up and then it got to the brothel scene, and it's like just this chick screaming, and they're like, you need to be more subdued. But like, it was, the damage was done, I was like, oh great, my wife's gonna think I'm like watching porn now. This is awesome. So i like scrambling for the remote to turn it down. Just, oh, oh. You know, I'm like, oh, this is just great. And then she's gonna come down, and I'm gonna think I've got any it control, and it's gonna switch back to the brothel. I
1: just know I will, and I'll be like,
2: I'm not watching porn. I don't I can't
1: this t- can't explain why it's intelligent. there's it's
2: a bunch of Kleenex near me, but I'm not watching porn. <laughs> I just, you know, so anyway. Yeah, that
0: was, yeah. But
2: yeah, it was really good. I was excited. What else do we have here? Um
1: Well, if you're really into Game of Thrones, I definitely recommend the new graphic novel compilation that's come out for the covers. I think a chunk of the first book, maybe the first half, I don't think it goes all the way through, but really cool character designs, really unique art style. It's strictly its own art style. They didn't like basically... Ape the television show. They worked with George R. R. Martin and the character design, and so it's like a whole different vision that's of awesome. how the characters look, what the White Walkers look like, what the throne looks like. Even that is just—it's so cool. And there's this really cool making up section in the back. So definitely recommend. Just came out. You can get it on Amazon. Last, I was curious, what are you guys reading? Because I'm reading books, or what are you listening to? If you're in audiobook land,
3: ah, I think that's a good question to pose to the listeners. What am I currently reading? I'm reading. I'm still finishing up the last book of Game of Thrones. That's what I'm currently reading right now. Right. On.
2: I'm. Uh, I'm reading um, Space Chronicles by Neil deGrasse Tyson.
1: That um, sounds like ah, yes. science fiction. Is, it's, it's, no, it's no, not. It's, it's a
2: not? A science fact. He's he's just explaining like what NASA needs to do to oh, kindle. Oh, that sounds America's cool. drive and innovation and In the space bring back what race. happened. You know, Kennedy said, "Why
3: we'll I will take him out." He is the only guy who makes sense when you watch. Um, if you watch like the Sci-Fi Channel and they have like, oh yeah, you know, he, uh, he does. You know stuff. these like space documentaries and things like that. He's the like like they have him on all the time, and he is a devout atheist.
2: He's a astrophysicist.
1: Devout
0: atheist. Yes, he like is. That.
3: It's hilarious, and he is. He will come up with the most amazing arguments yeah. to destroy guys like... Uh, oh, who's the guy on Fox? Who's the big Fox News guy? Oh, there's... Riley? Uh, Riley, oh, yeah. yes. he He rips Riley. He was on... Like, uh... big time. Wow. Yeah, he is... The guy is awesome. I I have not read this book yet, Mark, but I do plan on getting yeah, it. Yeah, it's really good. He it is really just he's an, he's a fascinating smart. man. He's a super smart guy. What,
2: what I like about him is he's like super smart, like you know. Well, as an astrophysicist, you could say, well, oh, you know, what other smart people have been? Well, Stephen Hawking and Carl Sagan and other people who use the word billions a lot, but <laughs> right, but what I think it's cool about him is he's such a great communicator. And and I also get the sense that mm-hmm. like he thinks about stuff and thinks about it and thinks about it and like comes with all these angles and then he can communicate it in a way that anybody could understand. It does, you don't have to understand like all kinds of jargon or math. Yeah. And
1: sometimes with those super intelligent people, it is, yeah. it's they're they're so, their vocabulary is so rich and deep. It's, it's difficult for them to communicate to the masses. Yeah, he
2: doesn't so have speak. Asperger's syndrome. He's nowhere on the autism spectrum. Yeah. He just like says it like it is and thinks. And about he it. does
3: not talk like, like this. He
2: doesn't talk like this. And he um he was on uh, Bill Maher, and um it was funny because somebody tried to argue with him and just got owned. Just owned like just yeah, like, I would not. The guy get... had this look like I would gotta not direct any more comments towards <laughs> that guy.
3: I will not get into an argument with him. No, ever. you wouldn't want to. <laughs> Because he will he will destroy you. you yeah, know? he will destroy you. So he is just he's that smart and witty and yeah. Nice. You know, every time I've seen him, like he's been on the Daily Show. Oh yeah, he's on there a lot, like numerous times, and on the Colbert Report and 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 shows like that. And he, every single time, you know, the hosts think that that they're you know going to play him, but he plays right off of him. And he shoots oh, yeah. he shoots it right back at him. Nice. Good. Yeah yeah he can keep up
2: with John Stewart and Stephen Colbert you know like their wits. Nice. he can keep mm. up with them. but anyway so I'm reading that and then um, during my commute I'm listening to an audiobook which is um the knife of dreams by um, Robert Jordan <sighs> so I'm like still making my way through the wheel of time uh, books
3: why why
2: what? I have to know what happens I'm just too invested <laughs> I can't it's like why I have to read everything by um Oh, what's his name? From you know, Richard and Kalen and all. Very good kind. Like Why? To, well, that <laughs> Why? is different. That is not that I don't want. I don't care about the characters anymore or finding out what happens. It's just how ridiculous can this guy be with objectivism and like preaching Ayn Rand to the masses in with this veneer of a of a fantasy story behind it, you know, or bring it. So, um, but anyway, that's that's what I'm doing. What about you?
1: I'm still, I'm still reading Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter, I'm trying to get through that before the movie comes out. And it started out kind of sketchy, but it's starting to get better. The older that Lincoln gets, it starts out with him as a boy and just barely starts introducing the vampires. And Lincoln starts developing himself into a superhero type figure in terms of working out and him throwing axes and all <laughs> this
2: ridiculous crap. What I do when I work out, I throw axes. Yeah.
1: Like it used to be. That's what I want axe in my
2: That's
1: what you want.
3: Yeah, I want yeah. him to be a badass. Yeah. So it's 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 getting better.
1: Um, it's got this very Bram Stoker's Dracula structure to it, where there's narrative and then there's first-person summaries from Lincoln's journals, just interspersed. So it's. It's kind of a an interesting mix. It makes it a little bit interesting because it's like you're observing and then you're in it and then you're observing. So far, it's it's starting to pick up, which is good because at first I'm like, oh, this isn't that great.
0: I've got to get through it. Yeah. yeah,
2: it's hard to. It's hard. I was talking to somebody at work about that, how hard it is to put down a bad book. And it's it's like yeah. you get to chapter three and you pretty much know.
1: And yeah. There's been some
2: exceptions.
1: Yeah, a really good point.
2: But you get there, and you're like, you're like, you're like, all right. Do I poke myself in the eye or read the this chat? I think I'll work on poking myself in the eye. No,
3: exactly what happened to me when I started reading the Law of Nines by by uh, Terry Terry Goodkind. Goodkind. (laughs) I I read through up to the point where you realize exactly what's going on. You were like, and then I stopped reading. I just stopped. I was like, this is bullshit. I'm not reading anymore. I put the book down, and I've. But it's hard. I think I sold it.
2: It's hard unless you unless you have like a actual see at least that evoked a you know emotional response in you, which proves you're not a replicant, (laughs) Um, or
3: so you think. Or so
2: you think. But um, but like it if it doesn't even provoke an emotional response, and you're like, well, you know, I've heard good reviews. I should really read this. Let's just search was talking about it. Like, chapter four. Yeah. And
1: well for me it's like I have carrots because there are other books yeah. that I'm really excited about reading. I've got Ready Player One, I've got The Magician King.
2: Ready Player One you will not have a problem with, I can guarantee you
1: that. Got more Xanth that I want to read. I've been compulsively reading that. I've got Those more Resident Files, Jim Butcher stuff. So I read lots of trashy light fantasy and Jim sci-fi. Butcher? stuff. Yeah.
2: Dresden yeah. files? Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: It's actually pretty good. It's, oh, yeah. it's kinda eh, yeah, but it's it's good. It's it's fun. Pulpy yeah. stuff.
2: You ever watched the T V series?
1: Never saw it. I wish that I had seen it, but it didn't last long, as I no, recall. I think
2: there's twelve episodes.
1: It's yeah, quite cool. But anyway, yeah. but yeah, so I've got those to get to. So it's like I'm going to get through Abraham Lincoln. Plus, there's a movie coming out, so it's cool to have some kind of uh, motivator like that. It's like, oh, this is it's it's a deadline, an artificial deadline that I've set for myself. So I'm going to get through the book. No, yeah,
2: I I think I think that's a thing where it's like a maturity thing where you're like okay, I don't have to do a book report on this. And
0: it is, <laughs> it's true. It is
2: subpar. It really is. It's not working. But if we start him.
1: talking about it on the podcast, then it is like a book report, huh? Yeah.
2: we are <laughs> committed
1: to it. But. So two gamer type things to finish up. and just two quick notes. Since Jason's here, especially, what is your reaction to the new harmonics game? Rock band blitz.
2: Oh, I thought it was called more of the same. <laughs>
3: That's well, what I called it yeah, in the show. notes. Exactly. More of the same. The reckoning. Yes. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, honestly, I I don't think it's anything that's going to interest me yeah. all that much. I mean, I am a, I have been a, I've been a pretty big fan of the rock band. You're diehard.
0: I am. Yeah, yeah.
3: You know, I still I still play on the uh, keyboards uh, on Rock Band Three. You know, every once in a while, when it's like late at night, I, I'll bust out the keyboard and I'll I'll play through some songs and kind of have some fun with it. Uh, but yeah, but this uh, yeah. It doesn't do much of anything for me.
2: I was really disappointed because I thought that harmonics would be like, "Wow, Rocksmith is totally proven. You can just plug a guitar in, and yeah, figure it out, yeah." And I thought that they would apply I thought they that might to take the it the to bass, another level. Yeah, and they would have like the next rock band would just use, you know, pretty much all real instruments. Uh, you could use, you know, a rock band drum set, or you could, you know, plug a guitar in.
1: It seems so, like I'll, such a placeholder, though.
2: I, this this is like just like throwing something out. They could have come
3: out with this like a year or two ago.
0: Yeah,
2: oh I, yeah. I'm I'm I find it extremely disappointing. This sound,
3: to me, this sounds like well, we need to uh, keep our company alive and oh, yeah. justify
1: continuing to purchase the rights to all this, right. this
3: extensive store yeah, exactly. I, so. I think it's
2: very disappointing. I think it's probably the end of Rock Band.
0: I, it's I the not Imagine a Rock Band really. 4. Ever. Yeah,
3: I mean I hate saying yeah. that. I mean I do like I you know one of the redeeming qualities of Rock Band 3 was the keyboard. That's um, the that the final part I think thing for them to get and, through
1: aside from using real instruments like Mark was saying. Yeah.
3: Well, and even then, I mean I I don't think that they constructed the uh their guitar No. Uh well enough. The to, Mustang
2: Pro and the the $300 Fender don't hold a candle no. to be able to plug in a real. No, and install. you can't
3: you yeah. you can't justify that expense just no to play just to play one game you know the the keyboard the little keyboard that they you know have with it yeah that that's priced out you know that was priced out just right so that was a good niche yeah. you know that was a good little you know thing to purchase and and um you know like i said i still play it every once in a while just to you know give myself the illusion that i still know how to play the piano every once in a while <laughs> <Cool. It's laughs> which, fun is, to which is cool and it's fun to do uh but Yeah, I think they totally blew it, you know, as far as the other instruments go. I
2: hope Ubisoft just keeps rolling with uh, Rocksmith and starts to dominate, you know. They Mm -hmm. have been releasing DLC, which I didn't think they would do as much of. And and one of the songs in particular is one that I think will be really cool to play, which is Hangar 18 by Megadeth. (laughs) Because it's, like, all guitar solos, and it's, like, you know, kind of old-school thrash metal, and it's, like, you know, they have all this, like, you know black keys and just contemporary indie artists and stuff like yeah. that and then they're like and now hangar 18 by megadeth and I'm yeah. like
1: yeah <laughs> and speaking of ubisoft the game director the game's creative director for assassin's creed went on the record and saying oh gosh you know people they're hoping that the next assassin's creed will be in feudal japan or ancient egypt or world war 2 these are actually all options that showed up in a survey that Ubisoft sent out saying, hey, what do you think the next Assassin's Creed should be in? And those proved to be popular choices. And, of course, surprise, curveball, we're getting American Revolutionary, North America, whatever, U.S., or Assassin's Creed 3. And the creative director's like, God, those other choices, they're the most boring choices that could be chosen. And it's just so...
2: <coughs> what? Are you okay? Those, no, it's like, those are the most cool... Choices that are possible. Be,
1: I think an Egyptian assassin. Would be I had really a hairball cool. coming
2: up, but <laughs> Japan, feudal Japan, that would be way cool to see, like samurais and ninjas versus like this uber assassin. Ancient Egypt, that'd be cool. you could have like all the cool stuff with like the the you know the different people that were around during that time. Mm-hmm. And World War Two, didn't you have like people jumping Nazis and stuff? I mean, that would be
3: awesome. It's, think... ne- it's never boring to kill Nazis. No, no, no matter how many times it's, you go back to it. When you look at like
2: Captain America proved it, everybody likes to see Nazis get their I asses do, I, kicked.
3: And I'm not sure—is this like a in response to like some people's disappointment that the uh, the American Revolution setting is not a intriguing setting?
1: It was kind of a a weird out of nowhere interview, and and to be. And it, really what the story got at was that this, the creative director said that there's better likelihood that the next Assassin's Creed will be set in, could be set in India. That's something that actually piques their interest. And I think mm-hmm. part of why this, this is just pre-release hype interviewing more than anything right. is that so many other video games have used those settings. They haven't used them for Assassin-based video games. You know why but they've
2: used them, though? They're compelling. India is Bollywood. Yeah. So I am I, thinking... So there's this huge musical dance that and all I will of be, a sudden... I, will, I am thinking if, I will be
3: stabbing you in the back what now. One of the
2: dancers has a, like, nine-foot-long scimitar and is decapitating <laughs> everyone. Oh, I did not see we that. We dance now! Of, but he did it in a respectful way and talked about how <laughs> he could, you know, add value and perhaps offshore the business. But. <laughs> yeah, the
1: creative director, Alex Hutchinson, Hutchinson said, said, Assassin's Creed 3 writer Corey May really wants to do India... Oh, he said would. And, he, and he continues like i would too i'd really love the raj i don't know what that means
2: ah. but just out of context i'm like i do want the to be a raj i know out. i don't yeah. know if anyone would want to do raj <laughs> yeah exactly even, that's I the only him, but,
3: i mean, I, mean I, I think the american revolution setting is a fairly that is a cool yeah it's a really concept. cool concept yeah. i think Has well, been visited assassin's creed games.
2: pocahontas the reckoning yeah
3: <laughs> Yeah I'm I'm really actually I'm I'm kind of looking forward to seeing where they go with it. Um Do you have any other places that you think would be cool or feudal Japan? I mean personally, you know, not so much ancient Egypt, yeah, that would be pretty damn cool, I think. China
2: while they were trying to like unite the the country.
3: That could be cool. That
2: would yeah. be ancient China. Yeah. Kind of like a jade uh What's
3: that called? Jade Empire. Jade what Empire. about like
1: the original Australia where it was all just Thugs and prisoners that have been dumped
3: off the penal colony, the penal colony, penises that would be kind of weird. Quigley Down Under, criminals killing each other, <laughs> assassins, assassins. It's anarchy. Are, are we assassin's talking about Creed. a futuristic be, Australia be based on Mad Max, based, yeah. <laughs>
2: based on the movie with Tom Selleck, Quigley Down Under? It'd be Assassin's <laughs> Creed, Quigley's Wrath. <laughs> the, the reckoning. The reckoning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know.
3: Every I, game sounds better with the reckoning. It does. At the end, Our it?
2: characters, yeah. I don't know. I I I don't think India is exactly the most exciting one to have, especially the way that India was so easily colonized by the British. It's kind of like
3: And honestly, aren't we getting ahead of ourselves? I mean, really. I mean, Assassin's Creed 3 isn't even out yet. Yeah, Assassin's 3. The Eskimos.
0: <laughs> I mean, uh, I don't
2: know. Uh, no. Canada. Assassin's Creed Canada.
0: <laughs> New Brunswick. The French are moving into Canada. Yes, that fur trappers.
3: <laughs> Assassin's Creed Four. Pueblo, Colorado.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't see it. So, and you still can't be a female, mm. which I think is.
3: You Who know, cares. Who cares? The main protagonist has never been a female, but
2: she so should be. Nothing's hotter than a chick decapitating people with knives. See, again, well, this goes back to our harder, argument
3: but... about you know, cr- you know, th- the I think way the reader, publisher, and I think, the developer a reader, wants to create the game. Uh-huh. I mean, I think just a because wrote in about that. everybody, you of know, just because all, the, yeah. all everybody wants to freak out about having a. Female option, or a gay option, or a uh alien option. I oh, want a fabulous gay assassin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, like, it's like Assassin's Creed. Are fabulosity. you really going to care all that much about you know who your assassin is?
1: Well, yeah. that wraps up our most extensive introgedon ever.
3: Perhaps the last intro. Really, never... it's, it's
1: probably a whole podcast in itself, but it would be unfair for us to dive so much We're more. Going to that company. was one Long. hour of
2: intro getting. Now, I think to move on to.
1: Now that the introduction is done. Now this is totally interest... like Old Republic, like chapter one after 30 levels. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs>
2: that was true. True that.
1: Into the feedback. Thought
2: and thin and young and lovely, the gal. This episode of Channel Massive is sponsored by UGT servers. When you order Ventrilo hosting from UGT, you get all of the powerful administration features hardcore gamers want and the ease of use that newbie gamers need. With 24-hour tech support, 13 locations worldwide, and a 15-day money-back guarantee, you'd be crazy not to check them out.
1: Head to UGT-Servers.com for all of your Ventrilo hosting needs. So when we do these two-hour episodes, it turns out we get lots <laughs> of really cool feedback.
2: Which you would think would be like, so we're going to go for three! You would think <laughs> yeah. it would be positive reinforcement, but usually we're like, maybe we should
0: get <laughs>
1: <laughs> So we got... Some really fantastic feedback from many people. We got stuff from Ter, Hilgie Scott, Agamemnon, and also Jason. I
3: did send feedback on the last episode. <laughs> yeah. Not so positive. <laughs> Not so happy with the interaction. Going to need some changes.
1: And there's, there's so much great stuff in here. And just because of the luck of the draw, we have so much to work with. We are going to do a little bit... Condensing, we are definitely going to try to defend in as much as we can. We'll start off with Tare, and,
2: and the summary for hers is, "Oh my God, thank you, Tare." <laughs> Moving on, she said, <laughs>
1: <laughs> "She said you guys talked for ages about my feedback that she was in But we talked, we t- touched on some topics that were pretty impactful for some listeners, particularly with respect to gaming addiction. Gaming addiction, with Tare specifically, we talked about her. Liking when reviews talk about the ending of games because it confirms for her that the reviewer actually played the game. And she clarified, she's like, "Well, just knowing the end doesn't matter to me. I'm not saying I like knowing the ending, but if I'm going to buy a game based on a review, I need to know the reviewers played the entirety of the game and not just a few hours into it. Playing the game is different from knowing how a game goes. It's impossible to spoil something for me, even if you tell me detail for detail, because your experience will be different from mine." As far as Assassin's Creed 3, she also agrees.
2: Unless you're talking about Mass Effect 3 and then we all know it's all the same.
1: That's right. Her opinion on Assassin's Creed 3 is similar to what we were just talking about. She would love to play a female assassin, but everything that's gone on so far, it makes more sense as a male. Now, jumping into the whole gaming addiction topic, here's a little bit of a story or a little bit of a personal anecdote to share, saying to Brian, who was our guest last week, Geez, Brian, you make me want to play World of Warcraft again. Sadly, it's just not the WoW of today. You make me want to play the Burning Crusade era of WoW when it was still good. That aside, I can relate to some of what Brian went through. I had a pretty serious addiction for a while, and hearing Brian talk about what he went through hit a lot of chords for me. I'm glad he could get through that. I still watch World of Warcraft videos like the Weekly Marmot and PST and sometimes streams on Twitch TV for a while. I can still enjoy it from a distance. I wholly believe in gaming addiction, but I think the term is used way too loosely. What Mark said about addictive personalities, that's quite true. The world and enjoying yourself in it is a very hard life for addictive personalities. Sometimes something always needs to be in excess, and that's just how it... I definitely agree with it. When I've talked to people who've had a gaming addiction or an addiction of something else, I actually knew I had a really good friend who she had an issue with drugs, and... Her only way out of it was actually to get addicted to videos, and that proved her <laughs> way out of it. That's how she right, got Right, so out you of like trade one, one addiction for another. Yeah. yeah, so she wasn't on substances, and so it made her really love games a lot. And so since then, she still plays games a lot, and it's not destructive for her, but it can be. I mean, it's easy to go over the edge. Yogi Scott came in with a, a pro tip for me because last week I was telling how I couldn't, I hadn't figured out yet how to land on planets in Mass Effect, <laughs> and he said uh, cool discussion thanks brian noah have you landed on the planet theorem yet hurry liara needs your help <laughs> tizzy's in the well
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> which is hilarious that i will tell you during what we're playing that i have finally figured out how to land on planets mass effect and thank you very much hilgi scott for letting me know where i should have gone to finally freaking progress the damn game then we have some feedback from jason jason would you like to actually Read this little segment for
3: us. Sure, sure. I'll I'll read. Um, th- this was in regards to Mark's comments about uh, how I I enjoyed uh, playing female characters in in MMOs. This call
2: the like pot calling the kettle black.
3: Yes, I, my response is basically it was Mark poking Mark's poking fun at me for liking to play the occasional oh, female character. No, you have
2: to read it in Jason's voice. <laughs> Too funny! Mark's poking fun at me for liking to play the occasional female (laughs) character. It's like calling out people for drinking too much. You know for a fact that Mark is the biggest cross dresser in MMOs. If if you recall in City of Heroes, he had a collection of scantily clad characters. (laughs) That he
0: roamed around with.
2: can't even do it. I can't imitate you at all. Well, that he roamed around with. In fact, Mark's sickness
0: was so great. He would re those characters
3: Why are you getting quieter? He's being <laughs> conspiratorial. He's sharing his secret. Would <laughs> I wouldn't get quieter, by the way. No. <laughs> just saying. you know, If you're going to portray I'm me, sorry, you know, at least do opposite, it. I'm sorry, I the opposite,
2: man. Those characters dozens of times because he just you're couldn't get away. You're still getting get quiet.
3: Away, Why are you whispering into the microphone? He
2: was never satisfied with their look and went through great pains to dress his virtual Barbie dolls
3: up to his liking. It's so true. Yeah. It's so true, though. You did. You had, like, a collection of characters in City of Heroes. <laughs> there were Barbies. There were all your Barbie dolls, and you would re-roll them. You'd, like, get them to, like, level 25, and you would go, Nope, this
2: isn't good enough.
3: She's flawed. I she have to re-roll flawed. this damn character. And I only
2: realized that when she got to level 20, This was like... Mm. I just don't like, when she does the bend-over serious. it doesn't mean, work for it's me like true. She could be even better. Her chrome pants aren't shiny enough. <laughs>
3: Her yeah. red hair is...
2: Yeah, no, it's never... Red hair is never long.
3: <laughs> yeah. So I did find that quite ironic that Mark would, like, tease me about... That's
2: funny, because I specifically <laughs> was projecting <laughs> on you... Of course you were, Mark. My own, you know... Your own weaknesses. Uh, weaknesses. Yeah. Yes. But I'm glad you caught that and called me out.
3: And as far as, as me spoiling stuff for Mark, <laughs> which was one of your other... Little tangents that you decide to go <laughs> off.
2: You're not infamous for being a spoiler, like I don't. No, I, I don't how disagree. I have done it. two intro ended?
3: I have done it from time to time. I will not deny that.
2: Yeah, like people
3: are in line at the Sixth Sense, and he like pulls up in his car. Yeah, but sometimes he's what dead. I mean, yeah, but, sometimes, <laughs> but sometimes, what I really love to do is I love to like 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 make fake endings up. So like, oh, I walk cool. out of the movie theater, and I'll be like i can't believe he kissed her (laughs) and then like people just go oh you gotta be kidding me you know they get all pissed off or whatever (laughs) when it's like totally not true you
2: go to like the the twilight premiere or something and you're like vampires aren't really vampires Space aliens from the Yeah, I'll, yeah I'll make oh, up just some like bullshit Ninja Turtles like that, that yeah.
0: while I'm
3: standing in line or whatever. I'll be like, I've seen this ten times already. This is bullshit.
1: But I keep going to it.
3: <laughs> so so I'd like to point out some some spoilers for, for all of you. Uh, you know, just okay. you know, because Don't, that's who
2: I am. Do you want me to read it in your own voice? <laughs> no, no, it's okay. I'll I'll take
3: this over. So So some spoiler alerts for, for the rest of y'all. All right, and for Mark, too, because I'm sure Mark is totally unaware that a lot of this stuff has happened. Is that yeah. One, Darth Vader is Luke Skywalker's father
0: <sighs> and Leia's
3: father. Luke and Leia kissed each other in the Empire. There was some bro cis action going on there. Oh, yeah. By the way, Bruce Willis was the end of The Sixth Sense. Confirmed. Confirmed. Superman is Clark Kent. And some would say that Clark Kent is Superman's critique on the whole human race, which leads me to we find out that the bride's baby really is still alive at the end of Kill Bill. No. We're wondering, Um, you maniacs, you blew it up. Damn you to hell. Yeah, that poor guy at the end of the Planet of the Apes. Yeah, he was on Earth the entire time. No. You know, hate, hate to break that to you. Uh, Edward Norton was Tyler Durden. Mm-hmm. Fight Club. In case you didn't know. And the first rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about it. As is the second rule. Ned Stark, he gets his head chopped off at the end of uh, season one of Game of Thrones. And things do not get better for the Stark family.
2: Unless your name's Arya.
3: And that chick in the crying game, he was really a dude. In case you were wondering. Similarly, Lois Einhorn was actually Ray Finkel all righty then damn you jason and gandalf the gray dies and returns as gandalf the white and spock dies at the end of star trek 2 to return as spock in star trek in star trek 3 those are my minor spoilers i you know hope i didn't you know piss anybody off by revealing all that incriminating information
2: well i'm pissed
3: i know man i know you've never seen any of those movies before News to me.
1: But let's focus on something else so that we can move on. I
3: know. Let's, let's, let's focus rage. on
1: uh,
3: Agamemnon. Agamemnon's like epic. Seriously, epic. Epic email. I mean, this thing is like, this Like, Page took half, like two pages. pages worth. It's pretty cool. We
2: may be at the point where we have to Skype him in for a show.
1: <laughs> yeah, he has a lot to say.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: so, in this case, about the whole Bioware Mass Effect 3 protest. Agamemnon said, although a passive aggressive although a passively aggressive move to protest the ending of Mass Effect 3. I really don't think BioWare gives a shit one way or another. The creator owns a creative license. It's their game, not ours. I don't really think it bio- bothers BioWare one way or another when it comes to their bottom line on sales and success of the game. This whole thing is just like having a bunch of book fans telling an author to change their ending of a trilogy. I agree whole wholeheart- wholeheartedly, but look at what it did to one of our classic film trilogies, Star Wars what the fuck bad case of flannel poisoning in my humble opinion (laughs) that was a good way of describing Lucas's involvement and past tinkering with his classic movies as far as GameStop and Sony and PS4 locking out used games and Xbox locking out used games Eggman says he would just go back to pure PC gaming and ditch the rest PC gaming is much more robust than consoles anyways more power more cheats more modding why would I ever go back it doesn't I don't know why he plays consoles at all when he says that
3: well, and honestly, you know that whole thing with the whole you know next generation of consoles like, not being you know, able to games. play used mm-hmm. games—it's not going. to, They just yeah. can't do it. It's I mean, foolish. You know, it's, it's foolish. It's a it's a risky risky endeavor. It's, it's
2: like in that movie Dune. They tried and failed. They tried and died.
0: Yeah,
3: I I just don't I, see. I don't see either it's Sony or or Microsoft even doing that. I just, I don't think that they're going to do it. I don't think that they, I I just don't think that they're going to be like, for one, hackers are all ahead of the game, no matter what. Yeah. Right. So, you know, hackers, you know, the second those consoles get released, they will have a solution. You know, in a matter matter of weeks. If I solution. Yeah. So, you know, I just, I, I think that, you know, you would hope that, you know, those companies would be smart enough to just say, "You know, yeah." It's a step is,
1: backwards. It's not going to expand yeah, the market. It's, it's, it's not going to do anything it. to.
3: No, yeah, it's, it's it's stupid.
2: But those people are entitled to gaining not only the money for the initial sale of their product, but also all subsequent sales.
1: <laughs> again and again and again. I'm not
2: sure why nobody understands. That'd be like every time you check a book fair. out at the library. Right.
1: But a royalty is paid to the author.
2: Or if you're a carpenter and you make a chair and that chair is sold to someone. Every person who sits on then it, there's And everyone who that chair has ever sold to. Yeah, and its and game
3: companies have already figured this out. It's called downloadable content. Multiplayer. passes. so boxes. when you, and multiplayer passes. So when you purchase that game and if you have any intention of, you know, wanting to play the multiplayer aspect of the game mm-hmm. or if you want to, you know, experience all the extra DLC. They're going to make their money back on the DLC.
2: Yeah, they've. That's that's about the only option they should leverage, right? Um, yeah. you know, in-game or in-app purchases, and but then uh, that gets just, us into
1: the whole like, what if the content's already on the disc? Dun dun dun. dun.
2: Yeah, that's.
1: Gosh, like, I feel like I see day. one of those stories every week. The content was on the disc for this game. The DLC was on the disc for <laughs> this game. Not great. All right, so let's get into Agamemnon's personal story on MMO addiction. This, He said, I started in MMO gaming in EverQuest, but really got deep into my MMO gaming when Star Wars Galaxy came out. I once did an 80-hour straight play session Ugh. one weekend when it first came out. I even got hallucinations with a cat talking to me at that point. <laughs> <from sleep preparation. laughs> I was in a guild of 500 people in Star Wars Galaxy, and I had five accounts at one point. Hey, boxer. But then as we got New Game Experienced, I ended up being one of three left in the 500-man guild and eventually quit about a year into NGE. I tried out EverQuest 2 for about a year and World of Warcraft for about a year, and even EVE for a few months, but it was never the same as when I played Galaxies. I've tried about 20 MMOs after Star Wars Galaxies, but none of them really stuck. It was just never the same for me and still isn't. Even playing uh, Old Republic right now, I level slowly. I play on both PvP, PvE, and RP servers.
2: Why are we playing together? I'm playing on there, man, and I'm <laughs> leveling slowly.
1: He continues, I love gaming and always have. I even started a company and started working on my own MMO. In essence, becoming the drug dealer instead of the addict.
3: You heartless bastard.
1: I put tons of hours and time and money into that. That caused more headaches with the wife than my gaming ever did. My real job situation got worse with the economy, though, and eventually the company went into bankruptcy and I ended up getting reduced pay. Reduced level reduced position level from manager to an engineer and changed jobs completely. My gaming and my designer time just got drained due to my increased real life workload. With all those changes, that did lead to issues with the wife. Fortunately for me, she was part of the problem, and draining her funds, living beyond her and our means. And once she left that helped my situation improve. I lost my house, but I paid off my debts, I just bought a new truck. I pay in advance or fully pay off cards to reduce my interest costs, so I, in a way, it was a good thing my life situation changed, or else I would have been in a worse situation than I am now. Plus, the stress relief alone of the bickering over money was a huge weight lifted off of me. I still game, but now I am, in my opinion, a casual gamer. I play a lot sometimes, especially when a new game comes out like Skyrim, but then there's times I don't play for a few weeks and I don't feel stressed about it at all. I don't stress over reaching high levels in a month or getting into a good guild or any of that crap. Actually, with my new job, my new truck, and other things, I've improved my health, improved my eating habit- habits, improved my financial situation. I think everyone's different when it comes to addictions. Some people just can't do it moderately. i abused my body gaming over the years. Just like someone who tans or smokes, staying away from it will help, but not everyone has to quit cold turkey just to do it in moderation. Gaming for me releases stress, and my girls game with me sometimes, but I'm not a young guy anymore, so I can't do those marathon sessions like I used to. Now I pretty much stick to weekend, MMOing only. Great episode, R, Begum and
2: Man, thanks for uh, sharing that, you know. I think whenever somebody talks about their life experiences with, you know, addiction or even just gaming or whatever, kudos to you, man. Appreciate it. We'd like to have you on the show sometime
1: soon. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you to everybody who, of course, listens to the show, but also who takes the extra time to write in such fantastic comments and emails. We really love it. And if you want us, if you feel like sending one in about this episode, send it into mail. Email. At
3: ChannelMassive.com. Jason, where were you? You took it over, man. I didn't even have a chance to jump in. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, dude. (laughs) All right. Whatever.
1: That wraps up our feedback section. And now we're going to get into what we're playing.
2: Into the unfortunate part of the podcast where we talk about what we've been playing. <laughs> it's quite uh... unfortunate. <laughs> and as usual, I am in charge of this segment. So I will begin. Which with... makes it the most
3: boring segment ever. <laughs> Eeny,
2: meeny, miny, moe. Pull a monkey by the toe. If you hollers make him pay $50 every day. My monkey told me to. <laughs> uh, Noah, what have you been playing this week?
1: Hi, Mark. Welcome. <laughs> To the podcast. And I'm back! <laughs> okay, so my compulsive plane of Mass Effect 1 continues. I didn't love the game. I did finally figure out how to land on a planet. <laughs> Yay! It just turned out the galaxy that I was in looking Your for, first, Liara, yeah. was the wrong one because just planets that you couldn't land on. You could either survey them or just read a bunch of text about them. Right. Which I like because it makes the universe seem so there huge. There are a lot of
3: planets like that.
1: There is, most of them are like that, but finally figured it out and I got her and then I've been to all these other planets, I've been leveling up and thank goodness I retook control of the game because I, what got me into playing the game for like the first hours, it was all casual difficulty, auto level up me, auto level up the other players, auto save, I don't want to think about this crap. (laughs) I don't care if my aiming reticle is three feet away from the alien and it still shoots and it, it hits them. Let's just get through this and continue on because I've got a shitty ending that I need to get to yesterday. Uh, wow, but,
3: you <laughs> say it like that, it sounds I know, it's, so appealing. It, does, really it sounds like it's it. going to be a compelling <laughs> gaming experience for you. But, man, I
1: freaking love it. And I've played so much JRPGs up to now, and I'm actually going to be getting Xenoblade, Xenoblade on Wii, which is a totally hardcore traditional super long JRPG. Uh, And by
2: JRPG, he
1: means... Japanese RPG. So more like Final Fantasy. Those
2: goddamn Japs, they can't make games. What are you talking about? But they do make nice cars. That was
3: Racist Jason, by the way. Racist Jason will
2: now be kicked in the butt.
1: (laughs) 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 But man, it's just... I love the voice acting and everything, and the game looks great even for being five years old. I mean, the textures take seconds. 30 seconds to pop in sometimes but the zoomed in facial expressions the lens flares and the movie grain effect on the 360 it's just all such great stuff and i got to this one planet because i'm like i I remember talking about this with jason long ago we've talked about it with mass effect we've talked about it in assassin's creed one just play through the game do the main missions don't worry about the side stuff but it's hard to not go to the other planets i'm getting all these extra missions are coming in
3: no and actually you like you shouldn't i mean you really should try to do everything that you possibly can
1: it gives you the best experience and so but what i did was i'm like well i know that this is one of the main planets so i'm gonna go here and i i don't know if there's other people that are in my position mark may eventually play this so i will speak ambiguously about this but uh are you gonna play this mark I'm, huh? I'll still speak ambiguously about it, but are you going to play it through Mass Effect? Do yeah, you think it I'm going to play
2: it through. All, after I get to max level in Star Wars. Um, that is your next, the
1: continuation next. of your sci-fi role-playing odyssey. Yeah. So I got to this cool planet. There's great storylines going on, and there's a character on my crew that I really like, and I explicitly do not include that character in my away team Which missions. character
3: is it, just curiosity? It's
1: the Finn twat, Ashley. I cannot stand her. She drives me up the frickin' wall.
2: So I told totally him right there with you, brother. What was the the much derided guy in. Um, oh, in Dragon
3: Age? Age. Alistair? Alistair?
2: Alistair? So she's the Alistair of.
3: No. You know uh, what? I, I can't compare her to Alistair personally because I hated him with a passion. Really? <laughs> Man. But that was the thing, though. I mean, at least I had like a. But you have that kind of dynamic. And that's the cool thing yeah. about. Her too is that you, you know, you she can evoke such strong, you can f- evoke reactions. such a strong emotion. Out yeah, of you. so I, I had the same reaction. I, I couldn't stand her.
1: Something happens on this particular planet where this bitch who I don't want to deal with just jumps in and does some crazy. Sh- I'm like, what the fuck? And <laughs> it's like, chose that dialogue option. I'm like, right. what the hell, you stupid oh, guy was so, and she's, and she's like, sorry. It won't happen again. I'm like, oh my god, I'm so freaking done with you. And I'm like, this again. is not. I'm like, screw this. I'm not saving. I'm the internet. I'm looking at the so I'm gonna prevent this it's, it's bitch okay. from going crazy. It's okay. And so yeah. I backtracked, and now I'm going through the extreme. because I you still have
3: win. her do whatever she wants. You get a choice at the end.
1: Yeah, and as choice. it turns out, there's like it's almost right. Out. And I didn't realize that that, that you there's other things at going the on.
3: No, in fact, you can know she never appears in the rest of the games for you.
1: <laughs> and that fate That's
3: what I did.
1: She witnessed the full power right. of my fully operational anger issues.
3: I'm not a fan of the uh, the other guy either, the 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 biotic guy, Kite or Caden or whatever. Is, yeah. But you know what? I'll you, take him over. I'll her. take him over her. Any day. Yeah. yeah, I agree.
1: <laughs> so uh, yeah, I, I went back, and it was game night last night with my buddy Chris and. I really want him to appreciate this game, and it was also an excuse for me to play some more. And so I'm like, here, watch me play through this mission. Like, <laughs> I played through this whole level. And I'm like, wait, I want to show you this. And I'm like, we we're going to go in the ship. I'm like, look at the ship. And I we're going to go to the Citadel. And it was like two hours later, and I could tell. I oh, yeah, ready. the
3: Citadel. It's not like, like, I love the Citadel. Like Ma- That's Mass Mass what really sold me on the game. Mass effect, that place is just huge.
1: How oh, does it change in terms of scope? Yeah, I
3: mean, you'll you'll still you'll return to it in the other games, but it, it won't just be as won't pivotal. Be as nearly, yeah, it won't be nearly as. And that's pivotal
1: really what sold one. me on the game is once I got there, right. I'm like, oh my gosh, there's all these aliens, they have all these cultures and these yep. speech patterns and behaviors, and there's so many cool locations. My
3: favorites are the the big lumbering. Oh guys yeah, those to dudes that. You. When you told us about that yeah, episode, my, I was like, this is my, what I was the, talking the, about—the guys that the Elcor. Yeah. Yeah, they're they, my favorite character. They have
1: no right. emotional... They're talking, so they have to... Yeah. They oh, feed
3: yeah. all their speech by... Interrogative. Yeah, interrogative. Or <laughs> surprising <laughs>
1: exclamation, sincere apology, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Yeah, blah. they're my
3: favorite alien race. They, they're really They're, they're cool. so fun.
1: So, really, I feel like I could go through it and play it faster, but it's like, wait, now i got all these personal missions, people, crew's You become
3: like, invested. Uh, you invested in those, those companions that you take with you.
1: Yeah, so it's a fantastic game. I'm really excited to be playing. Glad you're it.
3: finally getting into it.
1: There's a hardcore gamer all in, these years. I know. There's this hardcore gamer at my work, and she's playing Massive right now. And I told, her, I'm played one. She's like, she's like, you haven't played it before. And I'm like, no, I haven't. It's really good. I'm like, no, I love. She's really like, you, you mean you have higher Mass Experience right in front of you right now? She's like, oh, she's like, envy you. That's this so great. Is, this is Daenerys, isn't? It? No, it's we not need Daenerys. To have her Daenerys. A
2: podcast. You have I've, a Daenerys. We, we do. do have a Daenerys. Really? Yeah. Oh.
1: She's really into Dota.
3: She's Dota. Yeah. yeah, she's pretty much only Dota. I thought she like looked like Daenerys, and I was. No, gonna... she doesn't look like Daenerys. No. Oh. No. That's. She has some
1: traits in common with her.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Definitely. She, her yeah. Touches her breasts. No. She no. Not break. those she kind <laughs> of traits. <make, laughs> she can make dragon Age uh, Eggs hatch. I think.
2: Oh, yes. she can.
1: <laughs> yeah. Played. A bunch of that. I've played Journey, some more, another really great game, which apparently started out as an MMO. That was kind of a surprising
3: thing. I've heard really good things about that oh, game. Oh, my
1: goodness. It's such a great game. also got Bloodstone on the cheap. I've, wa- I've been wanting to play it. I love James Bond games, and I know it's short, and it's not the best, but it's pretty fun. Get my James Bond fix before the next movie comes out, whenever that's going to be Oh, gold. yeah. I saw
2: some uh, screenies from that. It's coming
3: soon. Oh. Cool. What about Guy you, Mark? Fault. What have you been playing?
2: Uh... I've been, uh, it's so boring. I've been playing one game and all, one game only. Star Wars Old Republic. I just want to get to, I want to get through my my main story. And, um. Chapter two. I've been set, I'm in chapter three. And, um, it's pretty much, looks like it's the final chapter, so. Because I'm everyone
1: to... important's being killed. Well, character. yeah. Or you're I'm, killing
3: the important people. I'm killing the important people. Sweet. I am
2: pure evil. Um, Jason has witnessed my new... Yes, designed. I have. And, He's uh, helped me. He
3: helped me quite a bit the other
0: night.
2: Yeah, it's really weird. I got to like level forty five, and things have kind of slowed down. It's taken me a long time to go up levels, so I'm just more into the storyline and stuff. And um, and so a couple of people I play with a lot, one guy from work named Yuli, who I introduced Jason to mm-hmm. last night, and Jason are mm-hmm. playing. And I've become kind of like this benevolent dark lord. And So <laughs> I basically, I'm it's like, true. I get on, I'm like. Oh, you having trouble with that? Well, I'll join you. And so I helped. I started out with Yuli. I helped him through this, like, a group, like a, uh, a bunch of group missions that were. He just couldn't find anyone to group with because what's happened is everybody seems to be in the level 40 50 range now. And my friend Yuli's at 35, level
3: 40, 50 people. And so I feel like I'm like the only level like 13 character on the (laughs) server. Right. Yeah. Everybody's kind
2: of up in that upper echelon, and and not a lot of people are doing the altidus thing because they're all waiting for the legacy
1: expansion to come out, or a patch
2: or whatever. Not expansion, but patch. So I become yeah, I'm the benevolent dark lord, right? So like with Yuli, I was like, yeah. So we did like in like. In, like, a two-hour period, we went through, like, probably five or six group missions, just destroyed them all on his planet, just two-man, two-man, the four-man ones and stuff. Sweet. So it was kind of fun, because I hadn't seen them. When I had gone through it, I, there was nobody to do it with, so I just, you know... By the time... I was at the point where I could go through them solo. They were already gray, so I wouldn't get any experience, no or you Grab. know, I get some money and some artifacts. But they but wouldn't. if you do
3: them with somebody else, though, yeah. you get experience, which is kind of cool. Very little, though. Little, but I mean, yeah. it's like but something.
2: I, but I still get the dark points because I'm I'm so I'm like at 500 right. points away from being as evil as you can be, which is really cool. So so then um, his
3: face looks like a bunch of mashed potatoes. <laughs> it's really Red bad eyes. now. Yeah. I keep my
2: helmet on mostly, and my voice doesn't even sound human anymore. But, uh, yeah, so then I, I've been helping Jason out, who's, you know, he's like a level 13 or yeah, 12. Yeah, I mean, I'm just
3: starting to back out. I wow. I. mean I...
2: So, so yeah, we did um, the uh, first Flashpoint, which was the one that kind of induced me into buying the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the Black Talon Flashpoint, and it's really cool. So he was like, I need to get through this one. I was like, Yes.
1: That's the one I want to play.
2: That's the one I want to play again. So now I'm excited because when he gets to the next level range for I haven't done any flash points since Black Town. Oh, so ah, cool. I'm ready so to. It'll be a all new be experience experience. I mean, it's yeah. it's yeah. kind
3: of pathetic because, like. Mark, like, goes ahead, and he, like, wrecks thing and I get, like, one (laughs) shot off, and it's, like, dead already. Well,
2: yeah, my companion is, like, pure DPS, so my my Twi'lek slave girl just destroys everything. So, yeah, I
3: might do a couple points of damage here and there. I might get a shot off before Mark has killed all the mobs on the screen already. Oh,
2: it's cool, because we get to, like, the boss monster, and, like, basically, I force choke the boss monster and then throw my lightsaber at him, and he's dead and it's kind of fun to be Yeah, I actually,
3: I, I tried doing that Flashpoint solo. That's like how it should be in the movies. You know, if you yeah. throw a lightsaber at somebody, they it's should, like, die. should yeah. die. They shouldn't
1: yeah.
2: be like a dink. If a lightsaber came flying at all three of us right now, we'd all be dead. We'd be right? dead, yeah. yeah. We didn't be like, you know,
3: oh, and Nick. Yeah, I tried doing that Flashpoint <laughs> solo, and I actually got really fairly far, far through yeah, it. I got up describe. to the point where there was this one general that just, would kill me and my companion like instantly, um, every single time. So I got stuck there the other night and I just quit. And so, when but when Mark did it with me, it was like ridiculous. He had you know, had his level, it 40 was cool though. <laughs> so I got, I got,
2: my reward was what I tell you, like 29 experience Yeah, we had
3: like, but you had like 100 dark, yeah, 300
2: dark points and dark a bunch of social points, points so like it was really worth my time. Do it because I once I get to pure evil, I don't know what happens. I think the, the screen on my computer will crack. <laughs> It'll just, like melt. Yeah, but um, I want to see if my guy becomes like totally bald. Like if just like having hair follicles is too much with that much eviling. Right, it. right. You well, know, well your just, face,
3: to, his face is already like when it when it, you know, I could like during the conversation. Yeah, my eyes oh, yeah, it are. Zooms uh, in, right? It zooms into the character who yeah. has like control of the conversation, and so when it when it pans to him. Mark's character just it, his his <laughs> face is all veiny and it like it's all dark and gray and it's just with horrible red glowing eyes. Like, Man, you look horrible.
2: If it's pitch black, you just see two mm-hmm. eyes. Yeah, everywhere. yeah. It's pretty funny. <laughs> so anyway, that's been fun and kind of been my obsession is just what server
1: to- are you on again?
2: Uh, I'm on the Prophecy of Five. That's right. And I'm in the last throes of my my single player. Um, Experience yeah. and I'm kind of looking forward to finishing it up. I, I want to know what happens. I can't wait to get the Darth title. I have ironically the guy that never plays with crafting. I'm I've maxed out my crafting almost. Um, there's three things that you can have mastery over for crafting, mm. and I have two of them maxed. And the yeah. other one, I'm just waiting to get a couple more materials and max that out so. Um, I really like the way the crafting system works in the game it's fun Mm -hmm. I can have like I basically you just send off your minions to do these little missions so and I can have all I can have four of them go at any time so that's nice um, it's cool yeah it takes a long time now and then the space missions are really hard so that's still a challenge
1: the rail shooters
2: yeah the ones that I (laughs) the ones that are queued up for me I can't do the one that's yellow to me which should be like equal level and everything else, then I have, like, an orange one and a red one, and those are just out of the question. So, kind of, I, I, there's, like, one other upgrade I can do to my Starship, and the only way to get that upgrade is to have experience in space missions. So, I'm trying to kind You're of doomed. figure out how to get over the hump on that, but um, it's, it's pretty fun. I, I'm enjoying the That's game, and I'm looking forward to just hitting level 50 and seeing what the end game is, doing those, like, level 50 group and uh, flashpoint things then accumulating a shit ton of money. And then when the legacy thing comes out, I plan to do the storyline for the um, Inquisitor. Oh, yeah. So I have the Sith Warrior one now, and I want to do the Inquisitor one. Isn't the
1: Inquisitor your bank character right now? Yeah, she's my bank
2: character. She's like level 18. I think her storyline is really cool because um, the Inquisitor is like a slave that... They, they realize she has force powers or affinity or whatever, and they're like, we're going to make an exception. We're going to start training you, even though you suck, because you're a slave and all this stuff. But what's cool is, and what you find out later, is that her great-great-great-great-great-great-great-grandfather or something like that was like a Sith um, Darth Lord, you know, super yeah. powerful guy. And she encounters him, and it's the only way she can make it through some of her trials that she runs through.
3: Thanks for spoiling for that. Well, yeah, I, know, I enjoy me. spoiling Thanks, this. I, you know, that, um, that was great. Mark. And so it's Appreciate a cool,
2: <laughs> it's a typically cool, compelling Bioware storyline. So um, I have a friend who's playing through a Yuli, and he's an uh, assassin, and my 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 path is the sorcerer path, but it's going to be the same kind of storyline. Yeah, so it's cool. So I'd, I'll probably work on that, but not as religiously. I plan to max out my guy and then start to interleave in some. Mass, Mass Effect 1. That's what I was
1: saying. I'm like, yeah. where's the Mass Effect in yep. that story? <laughs> and then, um,
2: sadly, I don't think I'm going to make it to Mass Effect 3 before Diablo 3 launches. And Oh, well, we that's know, true. That's very soon. Diablo 3 is kind of like the end of the world for me, yeah. it's where my family divorces me. I become yeah, a you, recluse in my We summer. won't
3: be seeing you and after that uh, comes out, I'm sure. The
2: podcast probably will be canceled. it's yeah. um, you know. the end. <laughs> Hate to end it on a whimper. <laughs> anyway, Jason, what have you been playing?
3: Yeah, I'm kind of at a weird point in my game. I saw you playing Bejeweled life. the other yes, night. Yes, I did. Yes, I'm kind of like hooked to <laughs> like, a great game. Bejeweled Blitz. Yeah, it's like this like Bejeweled hyperactive, Blitz. like one minute, score the most points kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, I do play that. Um, probably too much lately. Uh, yeah, so I kind of got into that for some weird reason. Uh, I have been playing uh, the Old Republic. Uh, you know, I, I, it's one of those things where I'm, I am—I'm kind of between like games where I'm, eh, you know, I don't—you know—I want to play. I just want to, you know, figure it out. And I, you know, I've had the Old Republic. I just, but the Old Republic came out. I got into Skyrim times, so I lost myself in the world of Skyrim for many a month, and I never returned. Uh, Uh, but you know, now that I kind of finished Skyrim and I wanted to, you know, play something a little bit different, I was playing a couple different games. I played, uh, I was playing like dead Island uh, for a while. There was, which is a zombie semi open world zombie game. Um, and I know I really didn't get into it that much. You know, I have a problem with it. My, my problem with that game is, is that when I play a zombie game, I kind of want to have the shit scared out of me a little bit while mm-hmm. I'm playing it, you know? Yeah. I want to have some tension going on. Yeah, exactly. On. It's integral. And I never felt that when I was playing Dead Island at all. It just felt... And it's
1: supposed to be. It th- you'd think that it would want to be.
3: Yeah, which is weird. It's not a
1: satire or a comedy no, zombie I mean, game.
3: Yeah, I mean, there was still the threat of zombies and stuff like that, but I never felt like, oh, crap... You know, not like, you know, in Left for Dead 2, where, you know, it was just like, fuck, if I don't, you know, perform and, and do my job and try to help everybody else out, you know, I could not make it. Yeah. Exactly. And my, you know, the rest of my team can't make it. And there was, and you never knew what was around the next corner, you know, it could always be different. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, in Dead Island, I never felt that. So I was just, I got really bored with it, actually. It was just kind of like, eh. Whatever. And, you know, really, the the combat was kind of boring. I really didn't think that the combat system, like the, it, it just never felt like very. Yeah. Um, you know, you, it was basically you just mash buttons and swing, swing whatever you had in your hand. Was, you know, worry about running out of ammo or anything like that. It was just kind of boring, to me. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, I kind of did that for a while. I got bored with it, and then I oh, well shit! I'm still subscribed to the Old Republic. <laughs> I'll try to play that <laughs> for a little bit. Uh, so I, I got back into the Old Republic for a, I started playing. I start, I, I just, I, I had a character that I are you know I, I had before, but I just never, mm-hmm. um, you know, level. Just deleted him and over again. Just relearn how to play. It was, it's been fun. I enjoy it. I don't. I'm not into it nearly as hardcore as, as, obviously. I I just hardcore. Well, you know, for me, I you know, I I still you know, I'm still under the, you know, the you know, MMOs are just MMOs and it's all they're ever going to be. Yeah, and that's I, part of the reason why I haven't played Persona. Yeah, long is you know, because well, MMOs I mean, were my it, RPG yeah, experience. Yeah, it's not you know, RPGs. I love RPGs. But those are um, very but different. Single player RPGs.
0: Yeah.
3: And, you know the old republic it's you know they they do a lot of things that are good yeah um you know but it's still Lots of voice acting it's good yeah they, they they've done some things that are that have this typical bioware signature uh on it but to me it's an mmo mm. you know it still has those trappings of an of an mmo and and they don't appeal to me all that much and so i don't find myself playing it all that often you know i'll run you know you know, for you know maybe cars a night here and there, and I'll I'll play through a couple missions and stuff like. That. But you know, I, I very slowly. You know, if I playing like I used to play, uh, like a game like World of Warcraft, I'd be, you know, yeah, I'd be like level 25 by now. But, yeah. You know, I just, I don't have that feeling, that you know it's gonna last. Yeah. At least for me, I have fun when, you know, I play with Mark. You know, I I had a I had a blast that and play with Mark. I thought it was great, but. That was
1: pretty fun. Well, do you want to share who your character is and what server you're on in case? I'm on for... the
3: same server as Mark. Uh, Obviously, a five. My character, my main character's name is uh, Nagol. It's a which PvP is Logan PvP spelled server. backwards, which is a PvP server. But I, in, oddly enough, I have not participated in any player player whatsoever. Oh, you yeah. Which you know, whatever. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't even know how I'd react when when it came to the time where I had to. Yeah. Uh. Fight somebody, I just, uh, you know, I've just never, I, I don't see the need for it right now. I don't really particularly care at this point. Um, other games that I, I play, I play uh, another. Talking about Bejeweled, which is kind of funny. I, I do play another Super Space, which is kind of uh, uh, sweeping the nation. Uh, actually, this company bought out by Xena. Oh, that game,
1: Draw something, uh, Draw
3: something, yeah, which is hilarious it's not really hilarious Pictionary. You know, I guess right. Pictionary yeah and I've been having so much fun with that because I am a horrible artist I draw a stick figure and that's about as close I get to a human body. and that's all I ever will do I, I'm just not artistic whatsoever uh, but that's not the point the point is, is that as long as you're able to you know draw something that the other person can kind of relate to um and actually you know can you just go back and forth so so the word that you might you get you get three choices um and each choice is worth a certain amount of coins so there's a one coin word, a coin word and a three coin word and so you pick one of those and they're all based on difficulty or whatever mm-hmm. actually some of the th- times, some of the coin words seem to be easier to, to conceptualize and yeah. draw as opposed to the one coin word. You, it's not like, you know, you're, you know, you can only stick to the one coin word. You know, there's like some where you're thinking, well, God, that, the three coin word seems to me a lot easier to, to draw out and conceptualize than the yeah. one coin word. So you so you do that. And, and it's really, the fun part is, is like watching the drawing take place because it allows you to when when it's when the turn begins you watch the other person draw or you watch the other person guess your drawing. So you'll like watch the person draw what they're supposed to do and then to guess they give you like a tile of I don't know, twelve letters or so and there and then there's like it's a four letter word and then you have to sit there and guess. Okay Oh, what, so it's like Wheel of Fortune it so it's kinda of like so Wheel of Fortune And so you're sitting in there and you're like, or Well what the hell could this possibly be? And, like, sometimes it's, like, obvious right off the bat during the drawing process as you're watching the video of the person drawing, and sometimes it's not. And sometimes you have to sit there and just go, what the <laughs> fuck did this person just draw? <laughs> this makes no sense whatsoever. And other times, like, they'll, they'll start drawing something, and you'll see them erase it, release it, or they'll just, like, totally trash the entire drawing, And you're just sitting there, and it's like kind of, what the hell are you guys drawing? What are you drawing for me? And like, I'll just give an example. One of the most creative ones that I've seen. uh, Me and my friend uh, Eddie were playing, and I'm watching Eddie draw um, a particular picture, and I'm like, there and there, he's drawing something that looks like uh, little people. And I'm like, okay, and they're like a bunch of little people here and there. And but that that's all that all it was. It was like it could be anything. I'm like, what the hell is this guy trying to draw? He just keeps drawing all these little people all over the place, and it looks like they're you know, they're in a room, maybe, I don't know, but they're just all these all sorts of little people, and that's all I had. And he erased it, he erased the last drawing, and finally he draws a picture of a person with a horribly crafted looking bucket of blood being dumped on that person's oh. head and the word that he was trying to you know get across to me was prom oh yeah. which i got from the movie carrie but that was the only thing that was the only thing that like tipped me off to what it was, yeah, was in the end and it was hilarious how like you just watched the progression go on. so yeah i I highly encourage you know if you have facebook friends out there and you want to play a really just fun stupid game and and laugh and kind of you know just kind of test your non-artistic abilities (laughs) or or if you're really good if you're a really good artist man you could like really create some fun stuff yeah and i've seen people post their their drawings on google plus and things like that and some of them are really creative some of them are they're like amazing artists. <laughs> like, they create this, like, with elaborate. With finger painting, Yeah, with just a finger, you know. It's like, Jesus Christ, how are you able to do that? It's, it's amazing to me. But, yeah, that's kind of some of the things that I've been doing in uh, my gaming life. Well, now, how about
2: we move on to our roundtable discussion? Sounds and good. And then we will all go to sleep. Yes. <laughs> sweet, sweet sleep. So welcome to the actual podcast part of the podcast. have <laughs> uh, got the we we out of the way. Been This is like the fucking Titanic. <laughs> this is the new Titanic where uh, Avatar. Did you hear the story that Neil deGrasse Tyson like wrote? John Cameron and said, Your stars... Your stars are off and they're mirrored?
1: Off. And he was that like, was hilarious. Now that
2: I'm redoing it in 3D, I finally have the opportunity
3: to fix it so the new stars are right.
1: The stars in the night
3: sky were wrong and they were mirrored. That's funny. That's kind of sad that Neil deGrasse would actually point that out too. That but, but he man. could, like, tell. That he could tell, but the scary thing is he could tell, <laughs> he could tell. that like, the stars were not Now, hey, wait corrupt. a minute.
2: He did that on, um... He did that on, like, the daily show i think or the colbert report one of the two because the globe was spinning the wrong way and <laughs> yeah. the next day they fixed it <laughs> he was like your globe is spinning the wrong way <laughs> We're like oh yeah why didn't we know that <laughs> so, anyway, that's so funny this is the the neil degrasse tyson well
3: movie. this might be the neil degrasse <laughs> game if,
2: if anyone would play it
3: yeah that's the thing too Notch the the infamous creator of Minecraft. Right. Minecraft, the game that swept the nation and captured the imagination of millions. The
2: generation idea.
3: He really did. Or two, or
2: three. Captured my son's imagination and mine, so that's two generations.
3: Hell, you know, he's creating a new game.
2: He is, an, an,
3: and I don't even know how to Well, there'd been begin a there was a blog post
2: it. that we covered where talked about how he was gonna kind of redo Elite. Right? So like if you could imagine Elite brought into a contemporary setting. <laughs>
3: uh, but this doesn't even sound it's like his his final solution does not sound any final solution will not be questioned. It uh, sounds more hardcore than any game that I mean, like, so far, this sounds like...
1: Just, way more complex than Minecraft.
3: Like, way more... Yeah, way more complex than leave. any other game, which, you know, when you said, well, could this be the next EVE killer? I'm like, no, I don't think that this has anything to do with it. But
2: it, Okay, so here's here's what he's released. It, it's He's released a site, and it's about his new game called... And if you look at it, it looks like it says 0 times 10 to the C power. So, a lot of people have wondered what the hell is that, right? And some have it's said, got it's me
3: wondering." Zero
2: to the C, um, or times ten to the C. But um, some people have said, "Well, the escape character, according to the ANSI characters, that thing is
3: okay." Nerds is but...
2: hexadecimal. That would be ten. Uh, Nerd <laughs> alert! So. <laughs> Therefore, one could logically deduce that it's escape to the sea.
3: So that that's actually going to be the name of the game. Yeah, escape to the sea. But there's
2: more to that because if you go to his site, so you go you go to the zero times ten c.com right, and you really should go there and just start <laughs> reading about it. He says, "Hi, I'm Notch, and this is my new game. It's going to be a space game, and it's quite ambitious." Um, and he talks about how it's early in the de- in development, just like with Minecraft. He's going to probably start to release it early and allow you to subscribe to it or pay f- start to pay for it, like you could with Minecraft, and right. you can get it at a reduced rate. Mm-hmm. Um, as shall I read it? I'll just read the backstory. Read and the settings.
1: entire page to us.
2: In a parallel universe, where the race never ended. In a world.
0: In a world.
2: <laughs> Or one man, <laughs> now, in a parallel parallel universe where the space race never ended, space travel has gained popularity amongst corporations and rich individuals in nineteen eighty eight a brand new deep sleep cell was released, compatible with all popular sixteen bit computers. Unfortunately, it used big Indian, whereas the dcpu sixteen specification called for little Indian. This led to a severe bug in the included drivers, causing a requested sleep of zero times zero 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 and it goes on and on and on and on and on years to last for about well so basically (laughs) it was
1: like a one-year sleep that lasts it's like 10
2: billion years it's Mm -hmm. now the year 281 comma 474 comma 976 comma 712 comma 644 ad that's a lot of years in the future yes and the first lost people are starting to wake up to a universe on the brink of extinction, with all remote galaxies forever lost to redshift, star formation long since ended, and massive black holes dominating the galaxy. So, its an, I would not call it a utopian society, but I wouldn't call it a dystopian society. It's more like an empty society. A vast
1: there dis- is no society.
2: Yeah, it's just people yeah. coming out of their comas. Uh, to nothing. from Into nothing, um, you know, and and so this is cool. The game is going to be the features are hard science fiction. So that I think means that there will be uh, inertia, gravity, all those things that most sci fi stuff that you watch
1: simplifies or simplifies issues. or just
2: ignores. Yeah. Like they stand on the bridge of the enterprise and are held down by gravity, but it doesn't spin or rotate to provide that gravity. It's just artificial gravity. And then when the Starship Invisible. Enterprise takes off into light speed, they don't actually get thrown backwards into the bulkheads. And like oh, you know, This is way more sophisticated than that. No, it seems to be like real-world world physics <laughs> will apply. Um, lots of engineering or features, fully working computer systems, space battles against AI or other players, abandoned ships full of loot, duct tape. So if you're a MacGyver seamlessly landing on planets, advanced economy system, random encounters, mining, trading, and leading, single and multiplayer connected via the multiverse. So the multiverse appar- apparently is like a platform that this will all uh, live yeah. on.
3: What's
1: the couch,
2: Or um, if you're reading... There will be a subscription based If game. you're reading or have read uh, Ready Player One, maybe it's uh, Oasis, I don't know. But it's going to be a, a, a universe that everything lives in. And the craziest thing about it is there's going to be this computer on your ship. Okay, so first off, your ship has a, a, a kind of like a steady state of energy that is supplied to the ship. And energy is almost like a currency for your ship. So you can tap into it to do different things, but you're limited by what your energy production is. There's also a computer that you can program, but... To program it, you have to use basically assembler directives, right? So you have to kind of know assembler to make this thing work.
0: What?
3: Okay. Yeah. So you <laughs> yeah. have to
2: know how to program assembler to make anything happen on your ship's computer, and that's just kind of where he leaves it. He's like, "This is going to be what it is," and pretty soon you're this going to. does sound pretty it. niche. Uh,
3: it's. Uh, yeah, extremely. Uh,
1: you mean you're not gonna be uh jumping in the bit yet to get it so like, I wouldn't so, even
3: know where to begin, so yeah. so
2: I've thought about it a lot and read a bunch of you know stuff about it well, um, some of the things I think are there will probably be an app store for apps for your ship that you can buy definitely so it's a little economy it'll be a micro economy around just software for your ship to do basic functions, mining.
3: Good. So you have to pay turn, 99 turn cents turn left. to, yeah, 99 cents to turn your ship Combat left.
2: Combat functions.
3: 99 bargaining. cents to fire photon. Toast. That sounds kind of shitty. I think it's fucking
2: awesome.
3: Well, what do you like, think, Mark?
1: Of if you play single player, you just pay once for the game. But if you play player, there's a subscription fee.
2: So the multiplayer is apparently like an MMO model. It's a persistent universe. Even after you log out. The AI takes over, right? That was kind of interesting. And continue. So your ship, your computer, it will all be continuing on with whatever directives you have set while you're off. So if you're like, hey, head to this destination and put your ship on autopilot, when you come back 16 hours later, you may well have docked at such and such base, or maybe your ship has been doing some other functions, like maybe you downloaded the pirate app and you're just raping and pillaging everybody that you encounter on your way to the base. <laughs> who knows? It's yeah, hard to say. You have
3: to have an app to rape and pillage.
2: Yeah. But I mean there's gonna be a definite economy that's related to this. Um there's gonna be uh those who have and those who have not, depending on you know maybe you're not a great programmer, but you can invest a lot of time in doing the things that will grant you money like finding all these vessels that are out there and harvesting them or mining or you know, doing something else exploration based or maybe you're like a killer programmer and you're like, hmm, first I'll build a lexical analyzer and then from there I'll build a compiler and then I'll have a higher level language so that I can develop apps at a much faster pace than my brethren who are using basic assembler coding techniques. I don't know it's hard to say, but it's going to be interesting the fact that he's building it like this is like it's just crazy. It goes against like every
1: thing you um, would expect
2: as a follow-up for game to Minecraft. development. Yeah, it's like totally if it wasn't the Minecraft guy, you'd be like, Well, there's a nice indie game idea. But exactly. you're like, Well, you did do Minecraft, which is you know, basically took an Infiniminer
3: and you know made it. It's
1: current. simple and it's accessible. That's what's weird is that
3: This how- does not sound acceptable. Accessible like whatsoever. Parts
1: of it do where you're going to be having dogfights with other players or landing this on. the sounds planets. like.
3: I mean, this sounds like you have to be a programmer. Like a programmer, if not, then you need to just be able to spend a lot of money on everybody else's applications Well, there's so there's there's lots
2: of you know lots of uh, industry analysts have started to chime in and, and including the BBC. I mean, it got a lot of attention. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of conjecture, but. So here's one thought. Is there a certain company based in Iceland that's starting to go oh crap?
3: I don't think so. so I mean, I don't think this is this doesn't have anything to do with that. This is like an entirely no. different idea that's
2: This is so say you're like a quasi geeky guy who likes to have a game based on Which is on fine. A I mean,
3: well, no, but seriously, Mark, I mean, come on. I mean, just just the very word eve killer cracks me up is how subscribers are there really to eve online
2: i don't know it's in the hundred eh, thousand thousand. it's in the
3: hundred thousand so i mean it's not like it even itself is like a niche game you know period so sure. it's like yeah it's got its loyal fan base which is all nice and good but yeah so it's gonna pull it's gonna pull all those loyal eve players away Oh, well too bad. I mean what they're going to pull out like 25,000 well, 25,000 well, for ask, them would probably be a significant number, I guess, but
1: our spreadsheet masters programmers yeah, or exactly. accountants I programmers. Mean, I, yeah, exactly.
3: yeah. That's Eve though.
2: This is different. I mean, this is Well, do you
1: think that this will take from Eve or is this a totally
3: different group of people? I I think I wonder too niche. so here's
2: what I wonder I really is do. if this will appeal to people who also found Minecraft interesting, or some sub niche of those people.
3: No, nit, no the reason why Minecraft was successful is because it, it was like your basic building game, like Legos. It was like Legos with a survival this is like, aspect. I mean, the stuff that he is describing here. I mean, yeah, I could get Minecraft. At its most basic level, but you can. Grok. I don't get this. You can at like, all. You
2: can totally grok elite, <laughs> though, right?
3: You're, I totally you, don't get this at you all. You
2: can comprehend elite. This is supposed <laughs> to, to be the spiritual extent, successor but, of
3: elite. <laughs> but this is like this. Just sounds insane. <laughs> but what if? So so okay. So
2: yes, this sounds insane. Envision this uh, six months after people have a whole bunch more discretionary time than any of the three or four of us or whatever. Four by... Right. Um,
3: And by that time I'll have already moved on to other games.
2: But no, no!
3: Games that are already programmed? Yeah, games that are programmed that I can actually
2: play. This could be an evolving game. I mean, this game... It definitely
1: could. Well, it could be like Second Life.
2: Not just evolving from what Notch adds to it or Mojang or whatever. What they add to the universe like they have with Minecraft. But... I mean, we're talking, I wouldn't say immersive behaviors, but the stuff that the players could come up with with this computer on their ship, mm. the stuff that they they might be able to pull off with this. With the, it's First but off, it's... That they can already
1: make graphing... Cal- that there's a graphing calculator in Minecraft? Yeah. I mean, that's crazy. So if people with that kind of intelligence and time out yeah. of this technology, what would they make with this? Because this Who is knows? way
2: more open than Minecraft. Also... If you if you think about it, okay, so it's a space game. There don't appear to be a lot of rules. It's like the definitive open world PvP sandbox, right? I mean it doesn't sound like there are any limits.
3: But Doug, again that goes It's one to, universe too. There's no, you know, that there's goes no to server the, people, the the people with the programming power, the the programming knowledge. But not necessarily hacks.
2: We don't know anything no, about No, we
3: know Who know how to work around the system and you, you know, you being, you know, sorry, but, you know, I'm just a neophyte when it comes to these kind of things. So I trudge out there. I wake from my deep sleep in the year, in the year, 2 million, whatever, 2 billion, whatever, whatever. And the second, yeah, the second I spawn, you know, there's like some, some guy out there who says, oh yeah, uh, by the way. I've already figured out how to program this shit into my ship, so you're dead, and you have no idea what you're doing in the first place. So yeah, possible. Well, which is all well and good, I guess. That's how the game. If you're
1: goes. into that kind of thing, yeah. If
3: you're into that kind, but we of don't thing. know. We don't know.
2: We don't know that there won't be a way to monetize that. If you're the guy who comes up with the better mouse trap, you're gonna to want to sell that. And... Certainly. And so everybody might have, but that's
3: the thing too. Is like, you know, do you really want to have to purchase all of these, you know, programming applications that like you can magic input? Oh, yeah, nice. you know, yeah, you buy a magic deck, mm-hmm. right? So you buy extra cards for your for your deck that will allow you to be more successful at playing Magic: Look, The Gathering. Ever ever
2: since the three, of, it's great that you're here for this because ever since the three of us have covered MMOs, we've talked about, you know, like a true MMO. No rules, no restrictions.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: That's what he's doing, I really? believe. Now, not to be like, but there's a, no
1: story; it's all gameplay.
2: Right? You define this. You make this
3: story, you are the like story. Which is like the
1: architecture, architect thing in City of Heroes. Which is
3: right. fine, and I mean, I I, I understand. More, you know, it's like he makes a more game like that the gives the the tools to the players to do what they will with with them,
1: and let that, okay. the world emerge from that, and let and the, the world emerge from that
3: exactly rules. Exactly, which I can totally appreciate. But I just I just think that, you know, even for, you know, fans of Minecraft, this is going to be, like, too far out there for them to even, you know, appreciate.
2: No, no man. I'm on board. I think it's going to be... You're ready. I'm ready. I I will not probably... You're going to break out your assembler? Line. No. You're
3: going to break out your assembler books right now? And...
2: In- interesting fact, I was actually an assembler tutor in college. <laughs> uh... No, talk about a forgotten technology, right? But uh, I do not plan to code a single line of whatever they call this. I will buy all of it. All I will buy it all. And who knows? Maybe he'll have a real-world funds to virtual goods conversion. I don't know. It's hard to say how it'll work.
1: It's exciting to see where he's going to go with it because he has to know, as someone who's developed a game that's really accessible, that this is really not
2: accessible. Yeah. It's inaccessibility analysis? might make it really cool,
1: yeah, but he has to he has to have that in mind, and how is he gets that if at all? it'll yeah. be really intriguing to see
2: It'll be cool to see as you know as developments come, you know I plan to be an early adopter just because i'm I think that's a cool like world to live in, you know i mean i'm I'm a huge fan of like Stephen R. Donaldson's Gap cycle, which is like crazy hardcore talk about hardcore science fiction, that I is hardcore is science fiction. yeah you it's know. good stuff though i, I love that yeah book. i love that book jason's series. read it all too it's hardcore sci-fi and that's what this seems to be and i think the eve players out there some of them are gonna go oh my god this is like Eve on a...
3: yeah but to suggest that it would even be an eve killer i mean i just i i think it's like totally different i think it's
2: it is ambulatory.
3: It's
0: something, it's something they
2: haven't done yet. Yeah, that, this well. is true. You is will true. not be your ship. You will be a person. It's our
1: closest facsimile right now in the gaming world to what this is, but still it's quite different, like you're saying, Jason. I
3: just think, you know, and this is just my reaction. I mean, I nobody knows exactly how this game is going to turn out because the concept itself is just so far out there that's that strange. we can't even... Even the, even the nerds who, who want to follow this game from beginning to end would not be able to have a complaint about this because even they wouldn't know what That's this insane. guy... I mean, I think this. I think Notch is, like, kind of taking, like, a concept and just taking it, like... Th- this is, like, his thing.
2: Yeah, when you say take a concept to the extreme... He's taking
3: a concept to the extreme and... and beyond. Beyond, and yes, the players will have control, you know, a certain amount of control over what they can do, but... You know, this is like one of those things. I mean, this. To me, this doesn't even sound like a game. This sounds almost like an experiment in. It's not, it wouldn't even be a game. It would just be an experiment to see. A
1: simulation, yeah.
3: What it actually turns into. I think
1: yeah, it feels like it's kind of like that. Like, he's not really sure where it's going to develop, but by providing these tools, he's yeah, eager I mean, to see
3: what people do. I don't think that do he, he even it. knows where this is going to end up. I, I really don't. Yeah. I mean, okay, he's, no. laid, he's laid like the groundwork for it. He has like a. Concept he's created in a his toolbox. Mind. He's going to create a chest. toolbox for everybody to to mess with. Yeah, and, well, and where it goes from there, you know, it's. You know, God only knows. Yeah. It'll you know, know, be interesting to follow. Yeah, I'm. I'm looking forward
1: to it. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm. If, if anything, I'm intrigued.
3: Yeah, but like I said, I'm not even gonna pretend. I don't to want to play it. Though. Act like I understand yeah. half of what he's trying to to accomplish here. I, Cause it I, was I funny.
2: <laughs> I I read through a bunch of comments, um, you know, from all the different stories that covered it. And one of the funniest things I read was this guy's like, "Oh, Notch isn't some Uber programmer," and
1: you, you have know, to be to even come up with this concept or try so, to execute
2: it. So yeah, he you know, Minecraft he did on a weekend. Uh, the initial version of it, and he uses Java, which is kind of non-traditional for game development, but he does some crazy stuff technologically with the way he develops games with Java, like, he's got it set up to where he can instantly tweak the code in Java and have that reflect on the JVM that he's playing the game in, so he can, like, tweak variables, he can tweak, he can add something in, boom, it happens does he's like you know we covered it he did like that marathon coding weekend thing mm-hmm. he does stuff like that does seminars on it it's like you could say he's not um john carmack as far as 3d engine development who's like on a, another level for most people on the planet but to say he's not a good coder i'd like to see what you've done mr critic on the you know blog comment besides your hello world app that you knocked out back <laughs> in uh, college or whatever so you know it's just funny it's funny to see how derisive people people can be and and uninformed it's like of all the people to pick on I wouldn't pick on Notch because whatever he's done he's managed to streamline his um, development workflow to where he does gaming fast his game programming is fast and in- inefficient so funny what else we have?
1: Well, let's take a quick break and get into our final roundtable topic.
3: Home stretch. The home stretch. If you're still awake, <laughs> we're not. <laughs> well, let's talk a little bit about Kickstarter, and then Kickstarter boom after double finds, very extremely successful. Uh, project, which uh, well, it kind of garnered them quite a bit of cash. Lots of cash. Over uh, $1.7 million was uh, donated that game. And then in the uh, six weeks after Double Fine kind of had that immensely successful uh, Kickstarter. Uh, let's see, what do they say? In the six weeks after Double Fine, $2 million Eight hundred and ninety eight hundred and ninety thousand seven hundred and four dollars was pledged. So that's you know, quite a bit of cash. Um uh, the whole Kickstarter revolution, you know, kind of is it made a huge you know, difference taken off and, and Double Find's uh project is, you know, certainly can be credited towards, you know, kind of sparking the revolution.
1: Yeah. For both Kickstarter and game developers.
3: No doubt, no doubt. So, you know, indie game developers kind of probably feel a bit more comfortable to say, hey, I've got an idea. I'd like to, you know, throw this out there and see if we can get enough people interested in it to, you know, get this started. You know, I just, I found that very interesting. I was like, hey, you know, this is kind of cool. It's like, you know, Kickstarter is like a grassroots effort to, you know, you can, you know, pretty much, you know, do it for anything. Books. Uh, you know, you want to make a graphic novel. You have like an idea for a graphic novel, for a for a music album, oh, yeah. you know, something like that. You can yeah. you can go there and ask for donations. Yeah, which is what it is. It's a donation. It's not an investment, which is kind of like a. Important delineation. Yeah, it is a, an important delineation. I think.
1: Yeah, although so whether people can
3: keep that in mind, you know, I kind of, you know, I kind of have, you know, some issues with this, and and the whole Kickstarter thing is—is is it,
2: is it my Daikatana two? Kickstarter you know what? It, it
3: could possibly be. Yeah, I, I would. I don't think I'd be supporting that, Mark.
0: Mark's gonna kick your ass. <laughs> it's gonna make you his bitch. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry,
3: but if John Romero came out, you know, and and uh, you know started up a uh, Daikatana 2 <laughs> Kickstarter, uh, yeah, I would not be, you know, putting any funds into that. Damn it. You know, one one of the things that I've kind of I've kind of been noticing is that there are a lot of sequels or reboots or. Yeah you know a lot of nostalgia uh so going true. on you know so you have like a lot of these a lot of these old, you know yeah we're the original programmers for Laser Suit Larry we're going to get the whole crew back and we're going to create a HD version of Laser Suit Larry we're getting the band back together we're going to get the band get back together we're going to we're going to you know we're going to turn up the sex uh the, turn the, it up the sex uh Jokes and leather. and all that fun stuff that leather. you loved in in Leisure Suit Larry one and and bring them to you in a modernized form and I I think to myself really I'm sorry but
2: you're really? because the people
3: demanded you don't want leather
2: you, goddesses of Phoebus three
3: yeah, yeah exactly or or uh, there was like you know there was there was like a big like there was like a actual yeah like whole like subgenre of adventure games just based on like sex for a while there. Uh God, I can't remember. There's like one it was like something something in the gender bender. Yeah, yeah. I remember uh, that, yeah. Something I like yeah. something something in the gender yeah, bender. Yeah, I can't remember the exact That sounds name. right. It was just it was funny though. I,
0: but I there was it was like a subgenre. You can of, substitute of the, uh, any
2: Star Wars name for that and it works pretty well. Mace Windu in <laughs> the gender bender.
3: Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's like okay, so do does does the gaming public really want or really need another leisure suit larry game. I mean, do we really want another wasteland game? Yes. Yes. Well, I no, do. why? I do. You know what it's called? You know what it's called, Mark? It's called the Fallout series. That's a spiritual That has already successor. happened. No, I want Wasteland 2. But you want Wasteland 2? No, it's just a name. No, that's, I do. I want
0: it. Naturally. It's an important just point. a name. Mm-hmm. It no. is
3: just a name. It's like the spiritual successor, yeah, was Fallout, and all the Fallout games that have preceded that. It's like It's Atari. already been done.
2: Atari isn't really Atari.
3: Exactly.
1: It's something different. Mm-hmm. It is. And that's the problem is that people have all this nostalgia, and they have inherent expectations and because there's so many different people with so many different memories and things that they liked about it that are different, we're going to run into the whole Mass Effect 3 well, ending again.
3: No, but... <laughs> well, I yeah, think, except I their money is going to be involved. I think to
2: be fair,
1: yeah. okay... And their this, own money is going to be well, involved. Their own money was involved with buying Mass Effect 3 as this well. Is yeah, but their a, own
3: money was supposedly, is now supposedly investing in it. Although it's not investing, it's donating. This is
2: almost a low blow, but... Did we want to Fallout 3? Did we need it? No.
0: No. Yeah. yeah, we didn't need it. Yeah, okay. We didn't need it. I just, it, but I just wanted to say- get that on the table. But I'm just saying, I'm glad that, that, that there was Everybody no want.
3: Everybody wants a, you know, they're like, oh, well, you know, this is the successor to, to, to Wasteland. Well, no, that's been done. They've already said that, you know, Wasteland has evolved into Fallout and all the other games that came after it. Not just, not just Fallout 3. I'm talking about yeah, but Fallout from the very beginning. But you're saying to, that...
2: Your point is that sequels are bad, and I'm just saying... They are! Well,
0: Mark,
3: well, well, we... did not you say that Hollywood is doing the same thing? Okay, yeah. We need another Total Recall movie, right? Transformers. We really um, need another Total Recall. Okay,
2: I'm just saying... Yeah, you do you want to
3: see another Running Man? Just saying, remake.
2: Fallout 3 should never have been.
3: <laughs> Ever. Ever. You no, know, seriously. It's like Auditorium 2. You know, do they... I mean, come on. Hey, there's a
2: new... Um... There's <laughs> new American Pie. Yeah, American reunion. We crazy, reunion. Crazy American, crazy horrors for money. I mean, uh, American Pie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
3: I, I just, I, I'd like to see you know more original ideas coming out, and and more people supporting. You know, more people showing you know Kickstarter support for original gaming ideas as opposed but to. But that's gonna be hard. I mean, yeah, it is a hard. No, sell. it's a
2: great point. It's a great point. I have a really cool original idea for an indie game. Now, in, so I was thinking about this today, and this is a huge tangent, and if you guys want me to shut up, I will.
1: But <laughs> Shut I, up, Mark.
2: I was thinking... Oh, okay. The uh, podcast no, uh, is over. Podcast over. It's 11 o'clock, for fuck's sake. It's uh, midnight, it's for fuck's midnight. sake. It's midnight. Noah's about to turn into a pumpkin. <laughs> um, no, I was just thinking about with indie games, it's like back in the early 80s... Through the 90s, uh-huh. it was a great time for indie games. And then it became. Well, I
3: think at that point they were all kind of considered indie. There there wasn't like. Yeah. There wasn't the guise of like well, major it, publishers. Right. By the. You know, back it's then. It's like
2: Interplay and some company that was based out of somebody's basement. Right. On an evil foot, Even. Yeah. Evil footing? Even evil. footing. Right. Um. And then after that, it just went straight to the top companies, right? Right. After that, it was like Atari, EA, you know, blah, blah, blah. If you weren't that, you had no voice. And then we've seen kind of this renaissance of indie games um, recently in the last, I'd say, five years.
1: Yeah, on downloadables and on mobile phones.
2: Yeah, uh, mobile phones, huge platform for it. Um, uh, Steam. Great platform for it. Uh, The PSN.
1: PSN, Xbox Live.
2: Right. All of a sudden, those guys are almost on an even footing with EA, you know, other huge titles. So when you talk about, you know, this whole funding thing, it's like, well, now that it's so easy to get a game into the public light, so to speak, do you really need $2 million to do it if you have a really good idea? Or can you get something done?
0: Mm.
2: You know, I mean, because the tools today are insane for like uh, 3D animation. You can use Blender, right? You don't have to have
1: the... The Unreal Engine.
2: Right. You, don't, you, you, can, you can get stuff done today with a shoestring budget that you couldn't do uh, in the past. So I'm just I'm just kind of throwing that out there. Do you really do you really need this to get your game started? You really if it's, if it's an, starting in,
3: funds to... if it's a unique
2: creative idea, mm-hmm.
3: versus that's an interesting point. I mean, um, I, yeah, I totally. Yeah, I, I actually. Yeah, you think about it, you probably don't need that kind of money.
2: Yeah, I don't. I you know I've been working on a little game but on yeah, site,
3: but you know which kind of you know scare you know. it's then this part is like the scary part, which brings me to my. My next point is, is that, okay, so, you know, say you are, you know, say say you're a fairly well-known programmer in the business, okay, mm-hmm. and you break off from your studio, and a lot of people know you, you have a lot of connections, and, and you, you know, a lot of people know who you are. You were, like, the lead developer for, you know, the hottest, you know, video game title, you know you know for a while here and you come out and you say you know what i'm breaking away from from my company i want kind of want to go independent on my own and i want to create this game blah 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 blah. here's what it's going to be all about so, and, it, and it generates like you know a million dollars in kickstarter funds you know like and, american mcgee
2: when he went to singapore and did gram or whatever
3: yeah whatever i mean you know, but at least company. he made a game you know that's what I'm talking about is like the, the nightmare scenario where, where, yeah, you've got all these loyal fans and they're all, yeah, we're behind you, man here, you know, here, you know, maybe channel massive, like backs this guy, you know, maybe channel massive says here, here's a hundred dollars. Here's $200, you know, hell yeah. You know, go out and, you know, create your vision. And you come to find out about a year later that the guy hadn't, he hadn't done shit. And all he did was basically buy drugs and alcohol and, Spend it on whores. Well, first off, I'd want
2: to be there, right there with them, just to chronicle it, sure not to experience.
3: It. But you know what's? This, but there's nothing to stop. I'm above all stop that. somebody from doing that. There's no reason.
1: It In hasn't fact, happened yet, but it's, it, it could be next. No, it,
3: I know I, it's going no, to happen. It happened
2: with an electronics project. So I have a friend who I worked with for a long time, and I recently had lunch with them. And I'm not gonna name any names or anything. I'm, I'm gonna keep this really vague because it's very personal. But,
1: Spoiler alert.
2: He uh he hired a guy to his business. He has an electronics company. He had something he was working on with electronics. The guy came in as kind of like the uber marketer. Came mm. in and kind of stole all of his designs. Fired up a project on Kickstarter. Got about eighteen thousand dollars and didn't do anything. There has been nothing done to date with anything he had, but because of everything he stole, it looked legit, right? So he had enough artifacts to produce that people could look through and go, oh, yeah, man, that's actually real technology. You know, it, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. I want what he's talking about providing, but he never delivered anything. And, and so, yeah, your scenario, I think, is completely viable because I know somebody who experienced try, it.
3: I know it's going to happen. Well, I just know it's going to happen. It's It's just a matter of time. It's just a matter of time before you know when all these like loyal gamers just you know they go out of their way and they say, yeah, I'm gonna you know you can donate one dollar or ten dollars or whatever to a project and you're gonna get like all this funding. So there'll be like a big like million dollar funded game, and these guys aren't going to do anything with it. They're just going to waste it mm-hmm. on... In, in fact, my Gilligan's Island Apocalypse game <laughs> is are Yes, uh, we're gonna, we're gonna, we need to make that idea and, and make it I'm already
2: happen. up to $500,000. Are you? Awesome.
3: Yeah. Gonna Mostly put, because put, of the, the way put your you can, you can grind faction that, right?
2: with either Ginger or Marianne. <laughs> oh, yeah.
3: <laughs> we're uh, talking faction. about grinding.
0: Or, <laughs> grinding if faction or if
2: you're into it, Mrs. Howe. But you know, uh, that's, only for you for the, that's only for the that's uh, only for the hardcore version. Of <laughs> yeah, it. but uh, yeah, no, it's a great point, Jason.
3: Yeah, I just that that part. I I think that whole part, like, just there are a. Ton I mean, of- that's the cynic in me, just thinking, God, you know. This is, like, a really cool thing that's going on with Kickstarter, but somebody, well, it's human nature, somebody is going to screw it up.
2: It's human nature.
3: Somebody's I mean. going to screw it up, and then and then what's going to happen? The next guy who has a really legitimate, you know, great idea, and he's dedicated, and he wants to do it, he isn't going to get that funding well, because it's, like, like I said, people are going to be like, well, you know, look what Ass Clown over here did, and burned, he screwed man. us all over. We're not going to fall for that bullshit again. Yeah, I, I think if you're that'll be the end of that.
2: I think if you're an unknown person, like if you're somebody who can't say, Oh yeah, I was you know, I was I was the lead designer for full throttle or something like that. If you're if you have nothing no accolades, if you have nothing and oh, yeah, then you're, you're not gonna here, here, get that kind of People should be very suspicious. People are not gonna, yeah. If you've at least got a few titles under your belt, I think people at that point especially if you if you're like kissing a, a team. I think then people would be way less skeptical, but if you're like a one man show and you've got really nothing to prove, I think you should be like, yeah, I will donate a dollar.
3: Uh, you know, cause in the day, if I don't get anything back for right. that I dollar, mean, it's just a dollar or whatever. But you know, yeah. the thing, the thing that, you know, worries me is that yes, there is going to be a big name, you know, out there. There, there is going to be the, you know, say, you know, not like, not like John Carmack needs to do it or anything like that. But, you know, say, like, somebody with the popularity of John Carmack, you know, breaks away from whatever company he's currently working with and, you know, decides to pull up, a, you know, a Kickstarter a project and you know, it generates just a ton of money. And you come to find, you know, a year after the fact that all he's done is, well, bought a bunch of cool cars and... Brad McQuaid's... Deep MMO, yeah, fantasy exactly, epic. exactly, man. I mean, and become like a Brad McQuaid where you know he takes the money. He's
2: like, using my executive leadership yeah. and managerial courage, I will drive this <laughs> game from courage. beginning to end. Which means assholishness, but you know.
3: So while I'm, you know, while I'm really encouraged, and I love seeing, you know, this kind of grassroots uh, effort being, you know, put towards game development and. And where it allows, you know, me to, you know, pump money to it into dream, into dreams, in a world where Duke Nukem was actually
0: done by someone. Yeah, competent.
3: exactly. You know, it, then but then there's the part of me that just knows that this is going to happen and it's going to fuck every. It's going to be. Funny. Well, you know, just buyer beware.
1: Well, even that, there's, there could also be an op, the an alternative where. They get the money, they make the game, and it sucks because everybody's nostalgia or expectations are so high. I don't
3: even have, I don't have a problem with that. a too many cooks in the kitchen. I don't have a problem yeah. with that, you know, because it sucks. But you know what? The guy made a game, and he produced it. He never said it was going to be, like, quality or anything like that. We should, we
2: should get on there with, like, some shitty game engine and do, like, a tribute to Mass Effect 3. Proper ending. <laughs> and like, yeah,
3: that's all. That's all it would be. It would, it would just be like, like
2: everybody's dumbass suggestions. It's like,
3: if you like the
2: idea of Shepard, uh, surviving and everything being all good, press, this is your ending. Yeah, you press know, one now. Yeah, watch, watch what happens. I don't know.
0: Well,
1: these celebrity I, nostalgia projects—they're taking away. They're drawing attention to Kickstarter and potentially increasing the number of donors.
3: For other projects, yeah, not, not just video game projects, but just, you know, somebody's dreams in general, I guess, which is great. You know, I just, like I said, I just worry that one of these days somebody's going to take a ton of money... And, and fail they're not well not, not fail. they're just not going to do anything they're it, you're it's going to be one of those front page headlines where this guy took $500 you know $500 million dollars worth of, not 500 million and 500,000 to 1 million dollars worth of donations and he just spent yeah. it on other stuff
2: it happens besides already
3: game development i don't know if
2: you guys follow Tosh.0, but they had a, a uh, auction for charity on eBay. Yeah, I did. See did you that. guys see this? <laughs> yeah. So it's like they made twenty four thousand dollars on auctioning all the props from the previous season, and then they took it to Vegas with the thought: if we play blackjack and we do double for nothing, come out with forty eight thousand dollars for charity. <laughs> yeah. But of course, that did not work, and they lost it all.
3: Yeah, but that was funny though. That it was, was like funny. That, but and the thing is, and the there was is,
2: not much expectation there.
3: Right. But there wasn't any expectation. The expectation is that you know you go out on Kickstarter and you say, "Hey, I've got this game project that I've always dreamed about, and I want to you know bring it to fruition." And, and I finally brought all the game developers together. We finally all agree. And the dreams gonna And then happen. you just say, yeah, "Psych!" Yeah. I bought horse and whiskey <laughs> And last, I'll have Phantasmagoria
2: Two. Well, that's a cool idea.
1: We'll be interested to see what comes out of all those sequels of how many of them get funded and what the repercussions will be if something goes south. That is the end of our show though.
3: Yes. Finally. There shall next be no more to speaking.
1: Next. Yes. Good night now. We hope you liked it. Finish your feedback. M A I L Mail at channelmaster.com. <laughs> Backward style. That was style this time. Uh yes. I
0: was
2: precognitive. Yes, and thank
1: you, Jason, for joining us.
2: Thanks for having yeah, me. Yeah, it was good to have you, man.
0: the world Chettle. i played the world of warcraft for Ch- 10 years Ch- Ch- if i can't play diablo 3 soon Chettle. i might just kill myself Chettle.